and Pappas. Oh, for the love of Christ. Just how the hell did I ever even let you talk me into this whole boneheaded idea to begin with? Harv, we're working undercover. It takes time. We produced a few... No, 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 no! Let me tell you what you've produced. Over the last two weeks, you two have produced exactly squat! Squat! During which time, the ex-presidents have robbed two more banks! Now, for Christ's sake, does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me? Caught my first tube this morning, sir. Welcome, 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 welcome. That was a very abridged and uh, to the podcast that does, I think, was just in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and that is the gang. To, well, for now. For now, yeah. For now, we're going to be joined Ooh. very shortly by our very special, special guest, guest, M from Verbal Ooh. Diorama. I'm telling you, this is a big get. I'm really happy about this. Yeah. Really, really, really. <laughs> me too, me too. All the guests we have are big like gets, it. but this yeah, is a yeah. big get. I'm, 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 I'm well happy for this. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm, I'm even more happy at the end of the day with the football result. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, here, home. here we would it's say well, home. we do have a, we do have a largely both coming. There's a mistake. I think you have a largely international crowd, Liam. It's coming home. It is somehow meaning football, and coming home means England. I mean, the, the match is taking place in England. Only yeah. one of England's games have not been played in England. Really? So it's coming home is more like, it's we've been staying home. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is. Please come to England. But yeah, they've only played one. It was just a game in Italy, in Rome, against the Ukraines. Oh, okay. That's the only game that England's not played at home. Wow. Yep. Just saying. Uh, speaking of being abroad, though, let's talk about what we've charted this week. Yeah. That's not bad as far as segues go. That's pretty good. We charted this week in America, America. in Australia, right. in nice. Spain, Brazil, Ireland, Denmark, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, India, yes. Singapore, Israel, Finland, the Ukraine, wow. Taiwan, Nigeria, Pakistan. Now I start looking at the special ones here. Number 47 in Malaysia. You're all special, guys. You're all special. Number yeah. 27 in South Africa, number 38 in the Czech Republic. Wow. Here at home, number 44 in the UK. Wow. I'll take that. It's cool. a good number. That is good. Um, I'll tell you what, we got some good numbers here. Number 10 in Ghana. Wow. Cool. They love us over there, don't they? Number one in Paraguay. Woo! Including number 17 in all TV and film. That's amazing. And number one in film, number five in TV and film, and number 210 out of all the podcasts in the world in Uganda. Hey. Thank, you. thank you very much. I mean, you get a little bit of fluctuation to the week, but we've, we've kept our spots in, in, in Paraguay and Uganda. So yeah. whoever is out Fantastic. there in those two nations, listen to us. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, so, thank you, thank, so you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know what else I'd really appreciate? I'd really appreciate if people would submit lists for the real roundtable. Oh, on sports movies, not you. That's not you. Oh, okay. This is another segue, Liam. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> and I would appreciate. So, I thought, I thought so, I no, no, no. You got a couple weeks yet. So, if you're out there and you have not yet dropped your top five sports films, make sure you put the hashtag BFE Top Five. If you don't put it on, there's no guarantee I'm going to see it. The internet's a big place. What so, was that, what was that hockey one that um, Paul Newman did? Slapshot. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, like, that's a possible option. Mm. There's a lot of sports films out there. Yeah, there, isn't there? I, I made a short list up for you guys, and I was like, there's a lot on my short list, even. <laughs> what was that Keanu Reeves one? 
With um, the, Re- the English guy. The replacements. Oh, that was so good. That, that, it's maybe it may have featured on a list or two that people have submitted so far. Oh, that's a good movie. It's a good... And Ken Reeves, nice link yeah, to what we're yeah, doing today. Yeah. There we go. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't Special Agent Johnny Utah. I like to think they share a universe. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that after he's done with this film, he went back into football. 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 Um, also, promos, just in case, uh, Independence Day continues to do very well. Uh, it's probably about one of our top three best ones we've done in the first week. So, oh, wow. big thanks for that. Yeah, um, thank as always, uh, Loki Episode 5, a highly contested episode of Loki, I may say so. <laughs> um, definitely some, if you'd like to hear a ranty episode, Episode 5 is a good one for you. Ian likes yeah. to rant. I, I wasn't <laughs> trying to rant on this one. It just gave me stuff to rant about. Yeah. Uh, and so on and so forth. And uh, let's, we'll skip that for a minute. Let's do some reflections and corrections. Random word, uh, kicking the tires, lighting the fires, picked <laughs> up by Julene and Hermes, although Dwayne Smith said, tire kicking, fire licking. I think that was the first one I said. I think that was the first one you said. <laughs> I think there so. were a few variations. Well done, but I got to push this button. There's a mistake, I think I made. He's looking at me. This one's on me. Oh, really? I, I I was like so confident. I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Someone tweeted something. I went, I'm proving you wrong. And I couldn't find a single piece of evidence to back up my theory. There is no evidence that David Levinson works for a special government agency. He really is just a satellite technician. Oh. He just works, you know, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. one of the high, 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 super genius guys there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he really is just a satellite technician. <laughs> Because he's figuring out why we have distortion. That's all he ever says to his boss. I know why we have satellite disruption. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all he says. If he was part of a government agency, as someone told me, yes. he would have just gone, hey, you wouldn't have to fight to get into the president. You just reported to your boss, and he would have reported to the president. That's true. So I want to give a shout out to uh, it's Zoe from the Back Look Cinema Podcast, one of, one of our newer listeners, who shouted this out to me and said, I think this is kind of some logic I got here. And I'm like, oh, so I looked and went, oh, I think you're right. <laughs> so, I said, so I said, I got to push the button now. Hey. And so I was very excited about that. So there we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, first stick our hands up. Yeah. I mean, now, now one of us, I said, part of the fledgling fandom, you have caused me to push the button. Yes. So, uh, something from Julene about earthquakes. She said it's true about what they said about a four pointer. She moved to uh, California about three years ago and one night she woke up to an earthquake and she's starting to lose it and her fiance didn't even wake up. And so Julene woke him up because she she went to grab her, her, her babies and was ready to run out the door. And he said, babe, it's not even a four pointer. Let's go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Thank That's you for that, Julian. It helps because we don't know anything about earthquakes. Yeah, we ain't got in Canada, no idea about earthquakes. Uh, not, not the part yeah. I'm from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had one here in the entire time that I've been alive that I can remember. Okay. And it was tiny. It was probably the kind of thing that you didn't notice and the news had to tell you, by the way, there was an earthquake today. Oh, no, go, I, oh, okay. I do remember waking oh, up okay. to it, but it literally just my shelf was shaking a little bit and that was it. Okay. Yeah, I remember that too. Alex from Main Street Finance said he saw some trivia. There was a deleted scene from Independence Day that explained our creation and advancement of computers coming from this crushed alien ship at Area 51. It was to establish how our virus could affect them. I hear you. I hear you. But if it's a deleted scene, don't count. Yeah, it doesn't. No. Don't count. Uh, it's similar to Howl's Moving Castle, me having to read the comic or whatever it was in order to get the, the, the meaning for it. And uh, I didn't watch the extended cut this time. So. No. <laughs> well, we're t- yeah, not for Independence Day, no. And so I'm sitting here going you know um there is a scene where they go oh you know we've been basing a lot of technology i needed a more explicit link 
Yeah, besides definitely. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But thanks for, you know, cool. Um, Paul and Griff says, these extraterrestrials don't want a phone home. They want our home. Check out BFE's episode on Independence Day, or it won't just be E.T. who gets his arse whipped. He's doubling down, Griff is, on the arse. Uh, <laughs> doubling down on the arse. If you haven't heard the arse. previous episode, that's going to sound way different than I mean for it to be. <laughs> <laughs> doubling I mean, down on I'm the arse confused. whip. <laughs> uh, Alex from Main Street Finance says, so I'm listening to the Independence Day episode. And I hear that Matthew Perry said something about the movie not doing well. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy is salty. And then I hear Ian say, Alex, that's Canadian dry humor. <laughs> he goes, then I just sit in my car and go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And finally, we should do a bit of an apology. We were supposed to have a two things. We we're supposed to have a theater skip it on Bo Burnham inside. Yes. Which, due to scheduling, people, we couldn't get more than two of us on, on, on the prod at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that didn't feel right, because there were enough people who wanted to sort of, at least we need to get three of us. So we went, okay, we'll do something else. And then Ethan and I had the most technology-plagued thing ever. We were going to release a cleared for takeoff on Mad Men. We recorded it. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. <laughs> and then on top of that, the file corrupted. Oh. I was not in a good mood. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, like, you hear about ranty Ian. When I get really angry... It goes quiet. 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 It's terrifying. Don't go near me. I'm just brooding. Quiet. I'm just seething. So. Yeah, it's about four minutes steam. of dead air when I said I was going to give Trainspotting a zero. So. <laughs> I don't, know about that. I don't know about that maybe three so check at some point we will get the lost episode on Mad Men Ethan and I get back together and record not, it not, not the lost not episode the, the Mad Men episode yes <laughs> and we'll do and, and then I'll do one where I'm angry and I'll do, I'll do the Mad Man episode on lost so there we go but we, at some point that'll happen I'm gonna give it a couple of weeks before I'm ready to go down we, Bo Burnham still is priority one so we're hoping we can get that to you this Friday uh, shout outs really quickly uh, Julene for everything you do thank uh, you Dwayne Smith who said three is the magic number was also done by Della Soul. Yeah, I know who they are, but okay. I, I don't remember. I recognize the name. I know it's like some nineties hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. More oh yeah, that would be friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Thank you, uh, Griff from the Paul and Griff Show. Of course, Josh from your next favorite movie, The Effing Nerds, Malice After Midnight, Overpriced Concessions, Brody Sports Talk, Carlo, who brought up. Remember when I said Broderick was considered? Mm-hmm. He said actually one of the future uh, Emmerich Devlin films after Independence Day was Godzilla. Godzilla uh, stars in the leading role, not Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Um, and also said something about Bill Clinton, a uh, Bill Clinton jab. The idea of it, the um, President Whitmore was such a re- regarded military mm-hmm. soldier might have been a subtle jab at Bill Clinton, who never served in the military. Ah. <laughs> uh, Ed from the Film Hut podcast. Uh, Joshua just listened, said, We're a lot of fun. Thanks, Josh. Aww. Or Joshua. Hi. He said, Hi, Joshua. Joshua. I probably just say Joshua. Joshua. A bit like some um, friends. Joshua. Joshua. Oh. <laughs> uh, Hermes from the Scuttlebutt podcast. Always a positive uh, influence. Film floggers. Uh, <laughs> Does Fiona have Twitter yet? That's the only question I've got. So Wizard. Ray from Not Before Coffee, who does great work. All these people do great work. Chance Widmore. Alex from Main Street Finance. Didn't know Roger Ebert was dead and kind of had a moment this week when he went to look him up. Really? Oh, no. like, I'm, sure oh, no. brought, I'm sure we've brought I'm it sure up. We have. But yeah. still, I think what we said in the, in the, in the mailbag, uh, which is coming next back next month, guys. So if you've got questions, start getting them in there because we're going to do one. We're going to film record it early in August. Um, but I'm I sure. Can't when, be a female bag? 
BFE mailbag. Yeah, what did I say? I'll he didn't give a hashtag. Oh, BFE. Oh, yeah. I'll different color hair. Button. Hashtag BFE mailbag. <laughs> hashtag ask BFE. Either of those will get you on the list, and I'll just tag Ethan. Um, <laughs> that's how I do it. And question, Liam, what color is your hair now? Yeah, what color is your hair now? You can find out next month. Uh, probably something different. <laughs> It'll be different to what it is now, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Ocho Duro Parlay Hour of a So Wizard podcast. Dan Mackles disagreed with Ellie about Independence Day being better than Star Wars. I gave him the same I'm rating. I'm so shocked. <laughs> I gave Independence Day the same rating as Empire. Oh. And you know what? If you put a gun to my head, which film would I ever sit down and watch? Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. But then he Dang. said he'd give Greece a higher rating than ID4. Now, he, he'd be with you. Okay. I would not give Greece a higher rating <laughs> than Independence Day. I would. Did Yay! you? Okay. Wait, did, what did you give Independence Day? Were you low on it? I forget. Um, I can't remember now. Yeah. I think I Let me just double check there. Georgia, remember? <laughs> Which oh. one would you give a higher rating to? Oh, Independence Day. Yeah, there we go. Definitely. That is the correct answer. Uh, Spy Hards, it's a musical pod. They're doing Grease 2. They, they're, they're, they're talking about our episode on Grease 1 and how, you know, we managed to still patch oh, our relationship together is it, after is that. This, is this on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen bits of things. things come See, up. this is what I'm taught as well. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Funny. Twitter. I don't always work. know how to answer and get on them. So Just hit the reply, the reply button. You're okay. The little... The little we'll show you. We'll show trouble. you. Okay. Uh, and then, I did give Greece higher than Independence Day, by the way. Oh, the, okay. Yay. Then we're doing Into the Woods. Uh, so they're doing Into the Woods now. Uh, I mentioned that I had been in Into the Woods. You have. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Not just another case where me and Johnny Depp have something in common. Oh, jeez, I don't know if I want to lick myself to him in hindsight. <laughs> Based on accusations. I don't want to link myself to Johnny Depp necessarily. Um, the Burger Palace boys. Yeah. They said when they did it, they had to do Burger Palace oh, boys, oh, not yes, T-Birds. Yes, yes, yes. Also, I would make a better uh, Captain Jack than you would. So, you know. All right. And <laughs> I'll, I'll be Barbosa, actually. It's a much better part to play. And then, That's not kids, true. what are we watching tonight? Uh, sorry, I'm going to say it again. Kids, what are we watching tonight? They were excited about the name drop last week. Well, there you go, folks. There's yeah, the second one. one. Look at that. Three. Just give them away. Give them away. Like, you like, get like a, a gift of you, you get, get a name, name drop. Everybody <laughs> gets a name drop. <laughs> I want to do a little shout out as well for Cor- to Cortez for all the love on Instagram. Cortez Yay, on Cortez. Instagram. I don't see the Instagram account really. I don't either. If it pops up on the um, on the Facebook, I get a, every now and then I get a, I get a, a, a ping. But yeah, yeah. we well, still, he, he oh. doesn't really do Twitter, but he's a fan. Oh, that's good. Thank that's, you, thank you, Cortez. Shared in the group comments, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just remember something coming up. Well, thank you, Cortez. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I do the Twitter, Elliot does the Instagram, the Facebook is kind of there. I do. Uh, I, 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 I Liam do the, does the Facebook. I do, I do, I do, I do the pigeon. <laughs> so. I, do, I do the Facebook when I have t- to any time in the world, yeah. <laughs> which is not currently. All right, so we are thrilled, is the we word. I don't think that's, a, that's, that's an understatement at this point. To be joined by someone who, when I first started, I kind of went, this is someone who, I was like, this is this is something to aspire to be. Absolutely. And uh, we've been very fortunate that we were joined, of course, by M from Verbal Diorama. But before she says hello, let me just set this up, in that uh, M has been kind enough to feature not just this podcast, but talking to Mickey over at Film Stories as the British Film Podcast of the Week. So first off, we're ridiculously indebted on both those fronts on top of that i've been saying for as long as people have been listening hands down the best indie solo film podcast there is is m from verbal diorama she is the chronologer of the movies you know and the movies you don't she is the danny devito to our (laughs) arnold schwarzenegger uh m from verbal diorama please say hello m 
Hello, Em. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I would question the Danny DeVito thing. I think there's certainly other people that you could have... <laughs> like, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Well, you used the metaphor on one, of your mo- on one of your more recent episodes, and I went, I like that. I'm <laughs> totally stealing that for the intro. I was, I was washing dishes and had to run to my computer and type it down so I didn't forget it in the moment. I'm like, this is too good to pass, to, to pass up. So, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I first of all, I, I just want to let all of your listeners know that I did not pay you to say all of that very nice stuff that you just said. However, um, if if you do accept credit card checks, <laughs> then I can, I can certainly get you uh, some goodies sent over <laughs> for being so kind. No, I am I am happy to be part of the hype train for for, for verbal diorama. <laughs> A regular listen for for, for myself. I really enjoy what what's out there and i say it every time we have any sort of dialogue i couldn't do what you do i couldn't do it so liam and i talk about this i i quite openly say i could not do this solo so for anybody who can do it solo and do as well as you do a massive tip of the cap from here that is the only reason the rest of us are here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the illusion of other people. He's actually in a psych ward, and this is just all a all a daydream that he's having. Yeah. It's a fever dream, I've got. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, n- nothing of what I do is is particularly easy, but it, it's so it's it's a little bit of a labour of love. But I kind of wouldn't have it any other way because mm-hmm. I. I created Verbal Diorama just purely because I love what I do. And I, I like talking, clearly, <laughs> uh, which is always good, I guess, when you have a guest on, if they like talking, because no one wants a guest who's just going to be quiet for two hours. <laughs> You're very lucky. Um, I I can last. <laughs> You've got no concerns. I'm not going to oh. flag halfway through. Um, I, I am a talker. Uh, I mean, I talk to myself a lot. So I'm actually, this is, this is like, this is, this is like, um, a, a brilliant kind of new world for me. When I guess one of the people's podcasts, it's one of my favorite things to do because talking to other people is, is so different to sitting yeah. in a room and talking to yourself. Um, because you know, it, it can be quite isolating sometimes, especially, you know, during a pandemic and all of that sort of stuff yeah. uh, to, to, to just kind of sit in a room and talk to yourself. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, I don't think I'm crazy. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. The voices tell me that I'm not crazy. So I, yeah. That's how democracy uh, works. If you're being outvoted, <laughs> just run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's always nice to hear that people enjoy what I do because, you know, I, I, genuinely put my heart and soul every single week into every single episode so um yeah it's it's all about positivity it's always it's always about passion and and you know talking about things that I really like to talk about so I'm just always glad that that really resonates with other people because I mean if it didn't then I'd probably still do it (laughs) because you know I'm nothing if not tenacious indeed you're also very positive Emma if I may say so it's very it's very rare that you come out with with sort of a negative slant on a film or a performance or things of that nature which might make you a little bit different from occasionally (laughs) what happens that's what I'm here for (laughs) for occasionally what what, what happens here Um, but for the most part with with the films we look at generally it's 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 kind of difficult to find something that's really worth hating on but uh, most of the time most of the time but (laughs) I hear you saying though it's fun to be guest on other people's stuff and it changes the dynamic I think most I think all of us at some point have had a chance to guest on someone else's yeah. thing and for me oh, i'm recording next week 
Are you recording this week? And I'm recording the week after. There you go. So, and and to put yourself on the other side, for me, it's terrible because I have to give up all that control that I love having so very much. And uh, And he does. I went on with Ed from the Film Effect for almost three hours. Oh, my word. But um, I must say, I'm just going to close them before we wrap it up. If you haven't heard, Em's just passed 100 episodes. Wow. Full episodes. And that's, you know, we're we're, we're technically 77 for us. As far as full reviews. 100? 100 is huge. Crazy number. That's a lot of work, especially when you're doing all the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I have tried to get people on board. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of scouting, word in. <laughs> scouting for, you know, a producer, an editor, yeah. you know, social media. But my problem is kind of a bit like you, Ian. I am a complete control freak. <laughs> so I kind of feel like someone could, I could hire someone, for example, to do my social media for me. But then I'd be like, yeah, but you're not doing it right, though, are you? Yeah. So... <laughs> So it's just easier for me to do it because I know what I like. I know what I like in my edits. I know what I like in my social media. So it's just it's just easier because then I'm I'm not going to end up pissing off the poor person who's doing my stuff for me. So yeah, I am a complete control freak, genuinely. Yeah, I think you have to be in if if you if you have a solo podcast. Oh, I think you have to be in complete control. You so do. I, well, I like to think that I am. Uh, if I'm ever not in complete control, then literally verbal diorama will burn to the ground. Burn. So. Whereas, whereas we are obviously much more of a democracy over here. With a- well, I say. Yeah. Um, I will say though, it's in close to shift over. Um, M did a four piece quadrology on the four Avengers films. That was fantastic. Wow. I can't even imagine how much work it went and did epi- episode 102 Crazy. on Deadpool. Um, yeah. and said some very nice things about Canada. So, you know, you know, Ryan Reynolds. I love, uh, yeah, I'm big fan of Canada. See? Big fan of the country of Canada. Big fan of the people of Canada. There we go. Uh, big, yeah, they're big, all right. Well. <laughs> What's with the maple leaf? Most of them. I mean, really. <laughs> so, and that feels like a nice bit of segue. On top of, you know, M's much professed love for Keanu Reeves, I thought, what better film? Mm-hmm. to try and reach out and get him in on the podcast, which has been in the books for months, I think, yes. if I recall. Um, I think I think it's been six months at the yeah, least. I think so. And, and yeah, and, and to be honest, I mean, uh, obviously I, I can only apologise for that, but that is kind of unfortunately my situation is people have to wait a long time. Oh, no, it's totally fine because I had this in the, like I've got films for next year already scheduled. So this is the, thir- oh, so this is the, thir- <laughs> this is the 30 year anniversary. So this was going to be in stone no matter what. The only question was, would we be lucky enough to be joined by yourself? And we are. So, and this was the point to have your break. Oh, there we are. <laughs> oh, so this, I think that's a good time to get away from Liam. And Em, if you want to go ahead and I mean, what, what you do, maybe, maybe you want to explain what your pod is in, in a nutshell and then take us into Point Break itself. Sure. Okay. So, well, Verbal Diorama is essentially, uh, it's all about the history and legacy of movies you know and movies you don't. And um, so I like to actually look at the history and legacy of movies. So, I, I don't like to be called a review podcast because I don't feel like I'm qualified to review anything. I am not a critic. Um, I am incredibly biased and I will <laughs> freely admit my bias all the time. Generally, if it's got Keanu Reeves in, I will very much enjoy it. And I mean, even Bram Stoker's Dracula is a movie that I absolutely, I mean, I adore that so many levels because it's, it's a, good a movie. technically marvelous movie. It's so beautiful. But 
I even like Keanu in that movie. So, (laughs) so I am incredibly biased. Have you seen him do Um, Shakespeare? I have to ask this. Have you seen him do? What did he do? Was it Much Ado About Nothing? Oh, he's he's horrendous in that. I haven't. I haven't seen that one. I I, I keep it that way. Oh, really? No, 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 no. no, I, I, I definitely am going to watch it. I I just haven't got round to watching that one yet. But yeah, if if Keanu's in it then I I will hunt it down and I will find it and I'll, and I'll probably enjoy it. And I'll be completely honest, it's never because he wows me with his acting ability. Fair enough. Um, he is literally so good looking uh, that I could cry. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, you know, you look at the man and you think, you know, if there's a God, because, you know, admittedly, I don't really believe, but if there's a God, she's a woman and she created Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and I, you know, if she, if the God, if the female God was real, then I would literally bow down to that God and thank her every hour of every day for that beautiful man. Because not only is he just so good looking in every way, he's also really, really nice. So he's genuinely perfect. If, if you if you think there's there's no man and I'm and I apologize because obviously there are men on this you know on this podcast I apologize kind of but I do have to let you know that if you think that you're the perfect man you you're just not um you know, do, do you know do you know Emma? I feel like you're gonna kick me off <laughs> um, many, many, Georgia Ellie's in charge of that so it doesn't matter they can't kick you off <laughs> um, many years ago I went to America and I met this guy over there who's a photographer. Now, he was an actor to start with, and he was a double and a spit for Keanu Reeves. And the reason he didn't make it was because they looked too much alike and going to the same auditions. <laughs> so apparently, I mean, apparently God made a copy. He made a copy. There yeah. we go. Just in case anything happened to the first one. He later became a photographer. Georgia, what are your thoughts on Keanu Reeves? Is he the one that was in Bill and Ted? <laughs> yes, he yes. is. He was Ted. Theodore Logan. I mean... <laughs> He's also in this. Well, yeah, I know he's in this. He's, he's all right looking in this, but... <laughs> you weren't here when we did Speed, were you? No. Okay. He's quite nice looking. He's very nice looking in so, Speed. This, this is... Oh, yeah. Speed is my favourite Keanu look. I like the. Okay. I like this look. I like the floppy head surfer dude look, but I, I like the short cropped hair look. He's just all arms in Speed. <laughs> he's, oh, just, yeah. he's just those biceps for everything. Men's arms. Yeah. Men, men with good arms are go. good. <laughs> Um, this is our third Keanu Reeves film we've done Bill and Ted and yeah. then Speed and now this uh, I think one of those is oh, we also did a Cedar Skip It on Bill and Ted yeah. 3 yeah, which we all said what was, your, what was your view on that then Em? what the third Bill and Ted? yeah, yeah. oh I loved it oh it's dreadful <laughs> what? I, thought, I thought it was really fun you've so, got blinkers okay, it's, it's well no and that's the thing I am biased <laughs> yeah I know but um, I, I just thought it was I don't know. I, I just, it just felt very nostalgic to me to kind of have go back to those characters and to kind of go through all of that again. And I mean, I just thought it was really sweet. I didn't think it was the greatest Keanu Reeves movie ever made, but I, I thought, and obviously, you know, that movie has been in the pipeline for such a long time. I yeah. think there's a really interesting history there that I would love to go through one day. Cause I do plan to do the Bill and Ted movies mm-hmm. uh, at some point. So I, I definitely would like to to look into that in a bit more detail, but I just thought it was incredibly sweet and fun. And obviously, Samara Weaving, I think she she is genuinely. I know that people know her now, but I've been saying for ages that Samara Weaving is the next big thing. Like she she's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, and Watch I think she's place. great. Which one is um, she? So she plays um, Bill's daughter. So she plays Thea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's she's the blonde one. And then um, Bridget, um, oh, was it Bridget Lundy Payne? Lundy Payne um, plays Billy. Yeah. No, I'll give you that one. No, it's the other way. No, it's, right? yeah, it, no that's fine. It's the right way around. <laughs> um, I get confused. But, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was very sweet, very fun. Uh, I, I prefer the first Ben and Ted, but... Same. Speaking of things you prefer the first one of, I mean, there was a remake of Point Break. I have never yeah. seen it. We'll never, never see it. it. I've never seen it. No, I, I refuse to even dignify its existence with a watch because I'm tired of Hollywood ruining my adolescence by pumping out fake remakes that just ruin the tarnish the reputation of the one that comes before it remakes that don't need to be made exactly shortly after the, the originals which then feels like a nice way to segue into this emma if you would be so kind as to sort of start us off on point break okay but you you can just call me em you don't need to don't need to full name me <laughs> you did just full name me. oh did i full name you what yeah, did i say called yeah. emma. oh did i really emma. you did m M, like the James Bond boss of the same name. <laughs> I'd argue technically not a mistake, just an, 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 an unneeded no, formality. It's, no, it's, 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 it's one of those really weird things that I, I never use my full name. So, and also, I, I have to use my full, full name to write. Uh, and that's only because I was told <laughs> by the wonderful, incomparable Simon Brew that if I wanted to write for him, I'd have to use my full name. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I, for the purposes of podcasting, I, I, I'm basically the Beyonce of podcasting, or I like to think that I'm the Beyonce. <laughs> of so yeah, I, I don't. I use a very, very shortened version of my actual name, which you have illegally used now so um yeah I, I feel like some sort of compensation is required because the, the, could the have been an emily athlete. literally 15 yeah. minutes ago i was being offered credit cards to continue the hype going now somehow i've ended up owing money now in debt yeah. <laughs> for life so anyway sorry what were you asking me i, I got put off by, by the fact that uh, you insulted me so uh, so greatly <laughs> I, I, I think I said M. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> some sort of background information, maybe, on the production of Point Break. Sure, I can absolutely do that. Um, right. Oh, my mouse has stopped working. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. What's going on? There it is. There it is. Right. Okay. So Point Break. Um, it's the story of Point Break. Uh, was, well, it's written. The story was written by co-producer Rick King. He conceived the idea while he was daydreaming on the beach. Uh, and he was basically daydreaming about an FBI agent infiltrating the surfing community to bring a group of bank robbers to justice. And as you do, because he basically read uh, an LA Weekly article, which uh, called LA the robbery capital of America. And obviously, after you read an article like that, you start to daydream about a story of a of, of robbery situation yourself. I, I do it all the time, personally. <laughs> Um, so he basically drafted a guy called W. Peter Eilif. I think it's called Eilif or Ilif. I don't know exactly. I'm terrible with pronunciation. So it's either W. Peter Eilif or W. Peter Ilif um, to help with the story and to co-write the screenplay. So uh, Eilif slash Ilif, he was actually only paid $6,000 
uh, for the work that he did on Point Break, wow. which considering the amount of money that Point Break actually went on to make yeah. uh, is is quite ridiculous, really. Um, but because he only earned $6,000 for his work, he had to wait tables during the day and he had to work at night. Um, so the original story um, was titled Johnny Utah, which is such an awesome name for a guy. I want to meet a guy called Johnny Utah <sighs> because... It's just so cool. It's it, so hi, my name's Johnny Utah. Exactly. Is it one of those names that's just too on the nose for what it is? I think there is no. a hockey player called Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah, a hockey player? No, I'm from Canada, so I know my hockey pretty well. <laughs> I don't remember a single player with a surname Utah. <laughs> I'm just spitballing. <laughs> so it reminds well, apparently, sorry. No, sorry. It reminds me of, um, there's, a, there's a musical called Spies of Forever, and it's about spies, obviously. Um, and the lead character is Urge, Agent Kurt Mager, but the guy who plays him is Kurt Mager. And they just kept his name because it is so perfect for well, a spy. seems fitting for this, because Johnny Utah decided his name was so nice. Even when he's undercover, he's going to make he's sure everybody knows he's Johnny yeah. Utah. <laughs> it reminds me of Johnny Bravo. Oh, there we go. Or Johnny John. English. I mean, there's all sorts of Johnnies, aren't there? So many Johnnies. Well, yeah. Keanu does like to play a Johnny or a John, doesn't he? John, so, does, John Mnemonic, yeah. is that right? Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. John Constantine, John Wick. John Wick, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> can't think of any other. He's played loads of Johns Absolutely. and Johnnies, basically. Um, so, um, so one of the things I was going to say was um, there is, I think, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly what he is, if you know what I mean? But there's a guy, apparently he's called Joe Montana. Yes. And they, they basically, the, the whole Johnny Utah was like a riff off this guy, Joe Montana. Yeah. I think he he's might a football be a football player. player. He's yeah. an American football player. He's quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. And it sounds half like a riff on that and half like a riff on, there was a guy called Johnny Unitas who was oh, also yeah, an yeah, old-school yeah. American football player. And so it feels like you took both of those and just put them in a blender and changed the state. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically, like, which state? California, Florida? Nah, let's go with Utah. Utah. Um, Johnny California. <laughs> I want to hear that one. <laughs> Robert California, lizard king. It beats, it beats Johnny New Hampshire anyway. So. <laughs> Johnny Wyoming. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it was originally called Johnny Utah, but it was basically thought, well, that doesn't really tell you anything about the movie, just that it's about a guy called Johnny Utah. But that was basically Keanu Reeves signed on when it was called Johnny Utah. Then it became Riders on the Storm, which, oh, again, doesn't really tell you a great deal <laughs> other Riders than there's the like a 50 foot storm or something at the end. You'd think it was um, a Western. <laughs> I just think of the doors. Yes. Yeah, that I think it came from the doors. Yeah. Oh, did it? Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they decided to use the term point break, which is a surfing term for a wave that hits a piece of land extended from the coastline, which I did not know until today. Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just I thought they made up the words point break. Um but you know, verbal diorama is all about learning stuff, <laughs> learning things that are new. So I can hold my hand up and say, I've learned what the terminology for point break actually means. So Liam, you're so. saying you knew point break was a surfing term. Yes. Yes. God's Excellent. On, God's honest truth. Excellent. No, yeah, yeah. I will, I will, I will, I will yield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of fun thing that Liam knows, isn't it? It is. I, I know useless information. Yeah. So do you surf? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'd love to. I, I, I just didn't. I didn't know, like, if you were going to come in with some additional other, like, surfing 
tidbits no, of no, knowledge no. or something. No, that's a lot. I've loved this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I've loved this movie for many, many years. And I think I just picked it up wondering why they called it Point Break. And I found out. It is out, a cool name. It is a cool Look, name. I, I think it is just generally a really cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Any I had, movie. I had no idea. I'd heard of the movie Point Break. This is the first time I watched it today. And I had no idea that Point Break was a surfing movie. I thought it was going to be some sort of like spy undercover, like in the like North well, Pole type thing. Me too. Not not surfing in California. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, so originally, uh, it was a, originally a project back in 1987. Wow, it that long was going to be a Ridley wow. Scott movie. Yeah, I didn't and, know uh, And then the film rights were basically lost because uh, nothing kind of happened with it. It just kind of stagnated. Uh, Ridley Scott obviously decided he didn't want to do it. Um, and basically, four years later, it was picked up by James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow. They were married ben at the wife, time. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, so basically, they wanted a project for Catherine Bigelow to work on. Um, this is basically her third solo directorial attempt. It's her fourth directorial attempt in total, but the first one was a co-directorial credit for mm-hmm. her. So... Um, uh, what was I going to say next? Oh, yeah. James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow, they did uncredited rewrites on the script. Um, but obviously, due to the um, Writers Guild of America, they didn't actually get credit for the additional work that they did, even though apparently it was extensive rewrites they did. Oh, okay. um, there and, are some lines in this that feel very similar in mood to some of the writing that I kind of maybe had a bit of an issue with on Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah. There's some things I'm like, oh, this just sounds like a like a James Cameron yeah. uh, line. Possibly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what, like, the percentage between exactly what James Cameron did and exactly what Catherine Bigelow did. Um, but, you know, obviously, Catherine Bigelow, she did direct this movie. She is, um, obviously, she went on to be the first female best director First female Best Director Academy Award winner, mm-hmm. 18 years after this movie. Is that, so, is that Zero Dark Thirty? No, Hurt No, Locker. it was for The Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was such a big so, hype at the time. Yeah, well, it was It was such a big deal. It, mm. And it, it, it's, it's the most bizarre thing because it really shouldn't be a big deal that a woman has won no. a directorial Oscar. But, you know, it's, it's one of these things that really kind of irks me still that there's only two women in the whole entire industry that have won best director. Mm -hmm. And obviously only one of those is a woman of color. Um, So, I mean, it's great that we've got Catherine Bigelow, we've got uh, Chloe Zhao, but where, where are all the other awards for all of the other amazing female directors in the world that could have won a best director Academy award, but that's just me going off on a bit of a rant because I do like to stick up, for the ladies, so do um, I, I am a massive, <laughs> I am a massive fan of, you know, women in cinema in general. And obviously, so we I. can talk about the women. <laughs> I'm sure that you are. I am. We can talk about um, <laughs> I am. the the women uh, and how obviously women are portrayed in this movie and stuff. Yeah, uh, a little bit later, but um, um, I mean, I've I've got some additional information on the actual production itself, but I assume you want me to wait. Yeah, I, it's gonna be. Yeah, we can just try and sort of uh, polite, filter, politely filter in. jump in, and yeah, we yeah, can yeah. All, all all parties on deck. And you know, if there's a little bit of 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 confusion, we'll we'll sort that out. I'm sure yeah, that'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Snip, so, snip. 
snip we'll snip. find our way through we'll the find waves. our way through exactly yeah. it might not be it might not be the smoothest of rides but yeah. we're headed towards the 50 year storm yeah, so absolutely. we're not headed for this we're, we're we're big wave riding today is what we're doing <laughs> so uh we get that lovely 1990s identification as soon as we open up the film with those two names they kind of go like i love it they kind of like mirror into each other yeah. and like the, the letters are are so like transparent you can see the ocean through it. it's like point break i'm great. pretty sure you can do that on powerpoint animations what now <laughs> yes <laughs> Enough, yes, I'm sure Catherine Bigelow. When I found this new program, no one's in PowerPoint. <laughs> um, and Word up. this is yeah, <laughs> James Cameron in his film T1000. Look at what he's doing. Catherine Bigelow PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we get surfing in the background and then surfing in the foreground. But we cross-cut this with, you know, a, a very wet-looking Canadian shooting targets at what looks like... I mean, this is a pretty dodgy, like, like um, carnival kind of situation. There's like one guy watching them. I no know. one else is doing it. But I like this montage. That's great. Well, they're both getting wet in different ways, yeah. right? But you know, <laughs> he's just getting rained on as opposed to the surfers who are actually... Yeah. Uh, Ian? Yes? That sounded a bit dodgy. Oh, okay. <laughs> can't, can't say you anything. Just, yeah, I mean, how else would you describe it? Yeah, they were. They were one's getting, getting rained on. <laughs> one's in the sea. Yeah, but what do they have in common? Okay, what do they have in common? <laughs> there we go. Ah. <laughs> I didn't say they were both getting moist. No, I mean, come on. Both in me. water. In water. No, he's not wetness in water. He's surrounded by water. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. Wetness is the essence of beauty. I get and that reference. Beauty is the essence of wetness. That's right. <laughs> Merman, Dad. Merman. I'm not liking the word wetness either. <laughs> uh, look, the word wetness is great when it uh, relates to Keanu Reeves. Yeah, um, there we go. There we being go. sopping wet. There we go. I just... I mean, this this is really this is really a fantasy movie for me. <laughs> this is everything. Everything's in this slow motion. Slow motion. Oh, yeah. I love it. I uh, like I say, I I can't possibly show any sort of um, objectivity. Oh, that's the word. I was going to say optimism, but no, that's not the right word. Ob- uh, yeah, that word. Objectivity. <laughs> yeah, objectivity. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I I I can't because he's so beautiful. Uh, when when he's this sopping wet I mean, <laughs> when he's shooting a gun i'm not a big fan of guns i'll be honest but he makes it look really hot well he's Doesn't pretty he he's pretty hot stuff at doing it because we're told he got a hundred percent hundred percent i mean obviously he got a hundred percent he gets a hundred percent with me all the time <laughs> um, so, i'm just this is great so johnny utah played by canada's own keanu reeves do you have anything by any chance on the casting here em well, uh, I can tell you that uh, the producers actually wanted, so they wanted a, a, a bigger name star. So obviously big names at the time, like with the likes of Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, Matthew, yeah. uh, Matthew Broderick. What? No. Um, it's, it's like so get, they, your, get, get your BFE bingo card out or drinking game. <laughs> we, said, we said Matthew Broderick, drink. Yeah. Well, there's a few more of them coming up too. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was actually Jeez. Catherine Bigelow. She actually demanded Keanu Reeves. Obviously, because she's a woman and she knows her shit. Uh, and women, women get shit done. So this is another reason why Catherine Bigelow is awesome, because she knew Keanu Reeves was awesome and she wanted him. So, um, so yeah, that's basically how we got Keanu Reeves, was because Catherine Bigelow is such a legend. <laughs> Liam, you'll like this. I've also got on my list that before it switched over, mm-hmm. someone who's on the short list to play it as well, Brandon Lee. 
Really? Yep. Oh. Wow. It can't rain every day. Oh. But if it doesn't, we should go surfing. It can't rain all the time. That's right. Eric? So, um. Oh, man, I want to see that movie. <laughs> and so we get introduced to him, and then we find out he's been stationed to LA. He's going to take care of bad guys. He's in armed robbery division, and he meets John C. McGinley, otherwise known as Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Yes. yes, he does. I only see Dr. Cox and Scrubs. I don't see uh, anyone else. He only plays that. No matter what he does, he's still always playing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third film we've done with this guy. Uh, George, I'm trying to think of how many you might remember of this. He was in, oh, no, he was in The Rock. You didn't see The Rock. Uh, and he was in uh, Seven. Mm. He was one of the guys who approached the carcass when it's been not eating for a year. Ooh. And then it sits up. He's the one who freaks out when Ooh. it sits up. Oh, it's so. freaks out. Uh. So we've, we've, we've got a thing for John C. McGinley films, it would seem here. Um, and he, he, the guys, he's, he, Dr. Cox has given him like the lay of the land. You need to be health conscious. You need to you know, do press-ups. You do all these things. He's like, I eat, chick- I eat chicken without the skin on, sir. <laughs> At which point, Johnny Utah, you're missing out. Because if you're coming to a Nando's and you're taking the skin off. You're taking all the flavor out. You're taking all the flavor out of the chicken. Depends on the chicken, chicken though, doesn't it? KFC. Well, KFC, if you take the, ch- take the well, if you've taken the skin off, I mean, the fact that you've gone to KFC to begin with doesn't really mean that you've done anything good health-wise for yourself. No, but if you take the skin off, then what's the point? Exactly. What is the point of it? So, <laughs> uh, he says that we get the bad guys by crunching data. So, he's the safe suit type. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go, it needs to be his counterpoint who will be coming up. But I guess Utah tip. Uh, ticks him off a little bit because he goes we must have ourselves an asshole shortage huh <laughs> to which point Keanu Reeves James, waits till he James walks Cameron away nice. and goes not so far <laughs> there's a lot I, I don't know what you felt Adam. I'm going to say because you've admitted you can't be objective about Keanu Reeves <laughs> I did not like Keanu Reeves when he was an FBI agent when he's undercover and like or even in the car doing field work fine when he's in his suit like at the station yeah, I didn't believe him for a moment. No, I didn't. It just feels very crossover from his Bill and Ted days, doesn't it? Like he's still a little grumpy teenager that answers back. I, I think he's. I think it's also what he's trying to do in this point of his career. He's trying to reestablish himself as someone who's not just Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, but there's still snippets of it. In oh, absolutely, there. absolutely, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. And thoughts? So, I mean, I if I were to be objective. Um, I, I, would, I would probably agree to a to a degree, only because I do feel like he obviously is so much more comfortable with Patrick Swayze. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I have so much that I want to say about that, but he he feels so much more comfortable as an undercover surfer dude than he kind of does as a serious FBI agent. It's it's kind of to the point that. If you so okay, if he if he was on Tinder, you'd see his profile picture. You'd swipe. Which way is it? Is it left or right? I don't even know. I've used I Tinder think, and I still don't. I swipe think you right swipe is right. Is it good? One. Yeah, right's good. Okay, so whatever. So you, anyway, you'd say yes, wouldn't you? Because clearly you would. Um, and <laughs> then you'd read in his bio, FBI agent, and you'd go, Nah, <laughs> this 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 guy is like catfishing. He, he's, he's he's catfishing me. <laughs> he's he, not an FBI agent. He'd be thinking he was still undercover. Yeah. Uh, I've told him I'm an FBI agent, but I told them I was in a different division. <laughs> Not in armed robbery. I don't think FBI agents are allowed to say they're FBI agents. No, I'm pretty sure they're the not. Yeah. <laughs> he says it later on. 
But we do. Yes, he does. <laughs> then we meet the counterpoint for Dr. Cox at the pool. Angelo Pappas, played by Gary Busey. I love Gary Busey. In this movie, he's amazing. Gary, yeah, we get to the end and we're talking about best role oh. ever. It's going to be hard for me with Gary Busey. He's great. Is this the one that looks like Gordon Ramsay? Yes, yeah, you thought yeah. he was Gordon Ramsay at first. <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would explain the profanity in this film. I'll say that much. Imagine how he'd react when he told him he takes the skin off chicken. Exactly. Oh. Um, and so you know, he's asking, what does me blindfolding, picking bricks off the bottom of the pool have to do with FBI work? And I'm like, this guy should be on a podcast. Yeah. Because he's done 100% <laughs> right. What does it have to do with it? And we get that awkward introduction where he's blindfolded. And he just says, have you heard they've got me with some snot-nosed rookie? And it's like, I don't believe that he'd just, like, divulge in, like... He's a grumpy old man. Yeah, he is. And so I don't think he'd necessarily be, like, investing his heart into anybody else. But it lets us have that awkward introduction where he gets to take off his blindfold and go, Oh, who are you? I'm, I'm the snot-nosed kid. <laughs> All right. Um, and this then we, is the most grumpy you see him, though. Like, I've got a point. Let me get there, but i got a point about that, because I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we crash into the bank robbery, and they're all wearing masks because they're the ex-presidents. And we get some great lines. Please don't forget to vote. We get Nixon saying, I'm not a crook, which was great. <laughs> that was brilliant. It was brilliant. Uh, because, uh, George, are you familiar with your American history enough to know why that's funny? Uh, unless it's before 1800 no okay richard nixon this isn't from <laughs> hamilton richard nixon is uh he was impeached okay so he was he was he used to say he would go on and say i'm not a crook that okay, was his big so it's water talking about that with when trump got impeached yeah, yeah. so so when he goes i'm not a crook it's funny because he clearly is he's yeah, a bank yeah, robber yeah, in this yeah, case yeah, yeah, but he's com- i love that he's committing to the bit yeah, yeah i'm gonna go ahead and do this and then the one guy moons the camera which is gonna be important later on it is and, uh, the masks are of Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, and Lyndon B. Johnson. They were four of the five surviving former U.S. presidents at the time this was made. Uh, the fifth was Gerald Ford, who was previously a former college football player. One of them, Kennedy. Kennedy was dead. Yeah, but... You might have heard about that. These are the living ones. <laughs> oh, I see. There we I, go. I thought you were um, describing the, the ex-presidents as in the film. These were the ex... Kennedy's not, yeah. Kennedy's not in the film. Who you think Kennedy is is Ronald Reagan. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Oh, what do I think I was Yeah, because the point, the point is, is that all of those ex-presidents were actual living ex-presidents. So, so you would go, so, so, so you would go, you would go, Ronald Reagan robbed the bank today. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I always thought it was Kennedy. Because <laughs> it's plausible now, because he's alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. It's Ronald Reagan. Oh, he's got nothing else to do. That's funny. Um, and we get some exposition, but I don't mind it. It's a new kid on the job. You would have to catch him up. You would, yeah. So this is totally okay expositional dialogue. Mm -hmm. 27 banks in three years. They go in and out in 90 seconds. They never go for the vault. They never get get greedy. greedy. Pay attention to the superlatives we're using because they'll be important later. I wonder what might happen later in the film. (laughs) And then my new favorite storyline tactic, the expositional bully comes in. (laughs) And they make fun. You always got a theory no one believes. Hang 10, dude. And the fact that Keanu doesn't pick up yeah a guy who's you know from quantico who's made it through the fbi process and can't pick up gee i wonder what angelo's big theory is <laughs> it's a bit much and he also goes look at that you see that tan line there or maybe that's later but i'm like dude you're on a black and white monitor how are you seeing a tan line also none of them have <laughs> tan lines in the film <laughs> is that too yeah because they're surfers all right yeah. they're, they're not wearing suits. a hat they're not do you think that was left in for when they were skateboarders because they would have like a hat line like where they wore like a backwards cap 
No, I don't think it was lucky. <laughs> I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. Funny. Uh, they go out to the night sky, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Em, because I'm going to keep, every time I find a flaw with Keanu, I'm going to throw to you on this. <laughs> okay. There's the scene when they're out overlooking LA, and, he's, and you know, Pappas is saying, oh, I've been working 23, well, he's asked, you've been working for 23 years, right? Yeah, 23 years, and the, it's changed. The, the city's gotten dirty, and the sex has gotten clean. And then he sort of riles him up in the most transparently obvious way. I really had an issue with this. But what I think they're trying to do is cram two thirds of a lethal weapon movie yeah. into four minutes. It's funny because we need these guys to be best friends really yeah. quickly. Yeah. 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 That's that's all it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to make these guys bond over something, but they don't have time to do it. And it, it's to be fair, it's a problem with the a lot of the movie in general is a lot of the relationships apart from one specific one are, are very kind of, you know, Oh, we don't like each other, but no, actually, no, we do like each other. And very, very instant kind of bond there. And and this is kind of a, this is the quickest, like this is a very prime example <laughs> of actually, no, we hate each other. No, actually, no, we've got a connection. Yeah. So, um, it's the waves, man, it's the waves. <laughs> Now that you're not in a box, let's go ahead and take on the system. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Busey calls him a hot shot, which I'm going, that's very speed. Pop yeah. quiz hot shot. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, going, that's a little bit specific. I ah. loved it. I was going, ooh. I wonder if the writers of Speed saw that went nicking it. I hadn't thought that. Yeah. Well, it just jumped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pappas is where he gets his theory with their surfers, the wax on the surfboard. We've talked about the lethal weapon point. And Johnny's going to learn to surf. And he goes to this kid. He's buying his surfboard. And the kid's lecturing him about, you know, man, it's the source. It's going to change your life. And the kid's way more convincing as a surfer, dude. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes to him and says, you know, here's what you're going to do. And he goes, a lot of guys your age are taking, taking up surfing. He goes, I'm 25. He goes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Em, <laughs> do you know the tragic backstory behind this young man? I do. Yeah, I was oh, going to really? say, actually, that, that that particular young man, he obviously mentions about, you know, Keanu being 25. Uh, that young man, I, I don't have his name to hand, I apologise, but he actually died age 24. Really? Wow. Yeah, Christopher Pettiet. Yeah. That's it, yep. Oh, drug overdose. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah, tragic to look back at that and go, kid had tons of charisma. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I yeah. was like, for such a short scene as well, he's yeah. really memorable. Yeah, really memorable. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He also had that classic like 1991 like haircut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, like, oh. so 90s hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I do. I can't help it. No, I'm a child of a 90s M. I I just love. Maybe not that early of it, but still, yeah, yeah. it harkens me back to to rose tinted times. Good times. Um. And so Keanu's sitting on the Johnny Utah is, is walking the 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 pier with uh, Angelo and goes, "Why can't I just hold this under my arm and act stoned?" And I'm just like, "Is this an actual conversation they had about the scene they were going to shoot?" Because <laughs> you're wearing a suit, still, <laughs> yeah. probably. It's, it's just oh. And he goes, uh, you know, and he goes, the FBI is going to pay me to surf. And Papa says, goes, how hard can it be? And then we smash cut, of course, to mm-hmm. Keanu wiping out badly, but saved by hot girl X Machina. Ooh. <laughs> and this is where we meet Tyler, Lori Petty. Now, oh, I love this woman. I'll throw to Emma in a second. Ellie, do you recognize Lori Petty? Um, I didn't, but I 
then saw her name and I do now know what she's she's the, the like the woman who looks like Ellen De- <laughs> crazy Ellen DeGeneres yeah. in like Orange is the New Black yeah but when she's I, also, she was also in um, the baseball movie she, Sorry, did you just say the baseball movie? <laughs> the yes, baseball. It's, it's the called. greatest sports movie <laughs> ever Elena made, Rome. Ellie. Well, maybe, Thank you, Leah. maybe greatest <laughs> sports movie ever made. A um, maybe, maybe, well, maybe. we'll see whether I agree with that when we do our real roundtable later this month, won't we? Maybe, um, maybe, so maybe, yeah, that one. <laughs> maybe Ellie meant the baseball movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely, uh, that I, I genuinely think it's the greatest sports movie ever made, uh, and, and no one, no one has yet been able to persuade me otherwise. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have plenty of things to say about Laurie Petty. Me too. I love that woman. I just think um, she looks like Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years I before. I don't yeah. see it. I really? don't see that at all. A little what bit, I do, What I do see is, I mean, there's one scene in particular, and, and then I think it's the way that she's shot because it never happens again. But the scene um, where, I can't remember exactly when it is, where her and Keanu were talking, and, and the way that they shoot her eyes, you know, eyes, they're, they're just yeah. beautiful, mm, like aquamarine blue eyes against yeah. like this really dark hair. I mean, she's... Yeah. absolutely gorgeous yep. in this movie mm-hmm. um and uh just from a personal note um one of the greatest achievements of verbal diorama is not only um my episode on a league of their own um but also the fact that laurie petty retweeted me once really? <laughs> was, that was I, cool I, wow yeah she i i love that woman me too um I've never got her to do it since, but I think I was doing something, some sort of promo for a league of their own, and yeah, well done. She did well that. Tack- so. Well tack- done her in those tweets, Ian. I, I I'd yeah. like to, but I'm gonna argue she's not very good in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she- the problem, the problem, the problem with Laurie Petty in this movie is she's not really given anything to do. Agreed. No, That's the problem. Exactly. She's side. The, the romance aspect is completely sidelined for a different romance. So she's, yeah, she, she's, I think, give, give Laurie Petty something to do and I think she will be brilliant. Because I I do think she's excellent in League of Their Own. I really do. Which one is she? She's the sister, Kit. The little sister. Yeah, the the pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she's excellent in that. And I also say, I don't know if there's anybody bigger in the early 90s, maybe Demi Moore. But -hmm. as far as if you want, if you couldn't afford Demi Moore, the next person you're calling, because it's the same kind of look. A similar look. It's Laurie Petty. She really was. Yeah. She was was in everything. You know, she was was in Free Willy. She was Tank Girl. She she was was A League of Their Own. You know, these were all early 90s movies. Yeah. So. Yeah. She was big, big in the early nineties. So was. the fact that this movie has her, I think, is is actually quite a bit of a steal, to be honest. I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bite <laughs> oh, my sorry, tongue. Did you want me to say anything else? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was it was it was me trying to it go. It was him disagreeing with you, but not wanting to make it obvious, and then it's, not it's being me, able to say I, anything. It's such a strange <laughs> thing because I think she's really good in League of Their Own. I think she's really poor in this, and I agree the story isn't helping her at all. Mm-hmm. I'd go. The director's job is to make you seem better than you are, and Especially to catch you. Female director, I think this director more. does more. I think she does more to hide Keanu Reeves's flaws than she does to hide Laurie Petty's. The problem is they share some of the same flaws, mm. and so when you put them in a room together, it becomes painstakingly obvious. Because Keanu answers everything kind of like behind like a veiled sense of confusion, mm-hmm. and her one emotion is anger. Mm. That's that, that's that's all she's got for large portions of the film. Angsty. Angsty. And so she yells at him, you know, you want to commit suicide? Do it somewhere else. I quite like that line, actually. It's a great line. 
Uh, she goes, my name's Johnny Utah. He goes, she goes, who cares? I've gotten my lines. Isn't he supposed to be undercover? Yeah. You don't have to give your full name to everybody. <laughs> yeah. who, within three seconds, he's blown his cover. <laughs> I mean, but this, this is this is like before Facebook. It's not like she can go and Fair online enough. stalk the guy. You know, she's it's, 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 it's going to be. Why not? He went and online stalked her. He does. It's this true. is true, actually. But he has FBI resources to stalk her. So yes. and yeah, he finds out it. quite a lot about her actually because he even finds out that like her parents are dead. Oh, yeah. and- all of that just from like one file well he notices her and then he like creeps right out and like grabs the binoculars and watches her change and because we're we're aligned to johnny utah we also have these point of view shots where we watch her change and i'm just like this was uncomfortable i was not expecting this from a female director no exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but now, that, uh, now with the two men are giving their perspective I can, I can remember watching this for the first time and I quite like this bit um, of course no, as, as a teenage boy as, I love this scene I did, yeah. as, as an adult now I look back and doing like um, breakdown of uh, yeah. doing a podcast of movies yes this is our hero yeah 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 exactly yeah, I don't yeah. know yeah I think from you know I mean I, I've kind of always been on the the Catherine Bigelow train but I feel like her career specifically if you look at what she's done over her career um she's never kind of been the sort of director who leans towards um a a female point of view yeah yeah you know she she does tend to um you know and it's ridiculous really because if you're a director you know female directors shouldn't need to just go oh i'm gonna direct a rom-com because i'm a woman absolutely you know all of that sort of stuff i mean it's it's completely ridiculous the fact that someone like Catherine bigelow she obviously has an eye for action yeah because Mm. the action scenes are in pretty much impeccable and i don't think we need to limit her to female protagonists i think if you want to tell a male protagonist story totally cool with that no issues yeah Yeah. 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 but you know i feel like for her uh in considering how much uh influence james cameron had at this time as well with her career um i kind of feel like perhaps she is kind of leaning more towards the male gaze because Ah. she knows what will sell this movie Sure. In, in the sense of she's obviously a female director in a, in a very male-dominated industry working on a, an essentially what is technically considered a, a movie for the guys more than the girls. And, and I don't mean right. that from a derogatory point of view because I love this movie. But when you're talking about marketing a movie like this, you do yeah. tend to want to market it more towards uh, a traditional kind of macho man viewer than you would to perhaps... Uh, a, a typical kind of feminine female viewer. So I think that's probably the reason why um, she she is kind of leaning more towards the male gaze because I think she's trying to be a bit more savvy about what will sell this movie. And then what sells this movie is the, the bromance aspect of this movie sells it more than anything, and the action, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. George, what are you going to say or is... Yeah, well, Em kind of just said it all. I was I'm just gonna. Oh, sorry. You know, gonna, gonna, <laughs> but it's all, That's it's great. all good. No, I was, it's okay. Just, just remove all of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just gonna say it's there's a little bit of irony and a bit of social commentary on the fact that one of the two, only two winning female directors had to, or chose to use male gaze throughout her film. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go. Catherine Bigelow's newer, newer in her career at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, if you want to helm the next 
movie you make, then you got to make this thing profitable. And she's out there trying to make an action movie. That's her role. She's not a female director making an action movie. Yeah, she's a director making an action movie. movie. Yeah. She makes this choice, which makes sense in and of the time. And oh God, there's another scene I want to talk about where yeah. I'm like, oh, what? This is just some sort of fantasy that's mm-hmm. about to happen in a minute. But yeah, so just just an interesting point though, where I kind of went, oh, I don't makes, like this Johnny Utah. It makes a lot of sense for what she's doing, and actually, it's as a businesswoman in this point of in that point of view who wants to like further her career it makes perfect sense as for why she did it i just don't like that she had to right yeah yeah i agree i absolutely agree she shouldn't have had to do it she shouldn't Uh, unfortunately that's the early 90s in cinema it is (laughs) yeah yeah i think the thing that i have a problem with in this scene was the fact that not just that it happens although that made me uncomfortable as well but the fact that the camera shots aren't just of her from a distance getting changed with him looking through his binoculars blah 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 they're like really zoomed in close-ups of her from the waist down and it's just super objective and it also pans up and down like it was the eyes and this is laura Maldi's yeah. male gaze this also, is the idea that the camera represents the eyes of a straight man whether it's a female director behind the thing whether the viewer is is, is a female watching it the camera always acts like a straight man's eyes mm-hmm. also though who who puts on denim shorts without putting on <laughs> underwear the truth <laughs> i mean I, I yeah you you just don't women don't she's do still that. damped still like because she's just yes. got out of the water like that would be horrible so you can say Moist. she's still damp but i can't but say that both <laughs> way and it was and it was men it was men with me all right speaking of what just came out of the sea let's talk about johnny wanting some shrimp for lunch shall we so he wants some shrimp and fries he's done the bit where he's like gonna catfish her yeah he's found that all the he's like what can i find oh she's orphaned oh that'll work and i'm like how are you the hero in this film i was like like how are we supposed to like this guy exactly and it's not enough like if if I can see it if, like, one of the people at the FBI was like, oh, do you really want to do this? Yeah. And, like, he's overstepping the line. But everybody on the good side of the ledger is like, yeah, you go. For- that's a great angle. Yeah. Oh. Or if he was like, I don't want to use that. And then the and FBI made him. him. Yeah. yeah. I was never comfortable with this from day one. So, so um, he wants someone to teach him to surf. He gives the backstory that's mostly correct. He sucks at, at like, being an FBI agent because, like, mm-hmm. 95% of this is true. But he adds the dead parents element and cuts out the FBI. She begrudges agrees it's the next day and i love me a montage and she's teaching him how to surf but did you notice like all the times he's like popping up on his board yeah we don't see him we just see her looking down and going well that's not fast enough looking at a stun double no he's not even in the shot <laughs> she, he goes like oh you dragged your knee oh you dragged your foot oh that's better and i'm like all we've seen is her face reacting to so in our head i bet you we think if you if i'm asking you now you're gonna go oh i saw him pop up on the board you didn't no no, no you no. really didn't yeah do you think you weren't good at it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bet, I bet it's crazy. Then good. there's a lot of stuff where they're just sitting and paddling in the water. Like there's very little action in this action sequence. And splashing each other. Yeah, it's because he can't surf. He does catch a wave or two. Can he surf or can he not surf? Em, do you have anything about how they prepared for this? Well, yeah. I mean, I've got quite a lot actually. Go ahead. Um, so I mean, it's it's basic because it was obviously a group thing. Um, between uh, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze and Laurie Petty. So they actually did train. Um, They trained with former world-class professional surfer Dennis Jarvis. So two months before filming started, they they actually did training for the surfing. Um, And and, I mean, they when it came to actually doing the stunts, uh, obviously, or pretty much all of the major surfing scenes are stunt doubles. And if you've got a HD TV, 
uh, you know, any sort of HD, you can very much tell <laughs> that it's the stunt doubles. Oh, um, really? Because, yeah, well, can I you, could. Can you remember um, good old VHS when you couldn't? <laughs> yeah, well, this, this, you know, this movie was made in the era of VHS. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when you've got a guy who's dark, you know, dark haired, you've got a guy who's blonde haired, they kind of look a bit like Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. You can kind of go, well, yeah, it's definitely them. I can tell you it's not. No. Uh, but I can also tell you from a production point of view that, um, I mean, we can obviously talk about skydiving much, much later. Yeah. Um, but obviously this this movie also has a couple of skydiving scenes. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they did actually learn how to surf. And Patrick Swayze had... A little bit of experience surfing. Keanu Reeves had no experience surfing. And apparently Laurie Petty had never been in the ocean before. What? Wow. She did so, a pretty good job. I wouldn't. I, she done she well, made yeah. me believe that she could surf. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that that's quite impressive. The fact that she looks so comfortable in the ocean, uh, even if they are just paddle boarding and splashing each other. Um, you know, it is it is still in the ocean. They've still got to get those shots. It's difficult to film. Yeah. anything on the ocean yeah. so you know i i kind of feel like this movie from a production point of view the fact that it gets so many really good shots of you know any anyone in the ocean not, not whether they're surfing or not but the surfing scenes specifically mm-hmm. are, are actually so well shot the lovely slow-mo scenes i love a good slow-mo yeah. um but yeah, that that's basically the history of of whether they could actually surf at the time i mean obviously patrick swayze i mean he was such an incredible multi-talented person anyway he had dance history uh and so of course he's he had such an athlete surf anyway. history. Yeah. oh incredible man i mean yeah, yeah. look at his body i mean come on he's jeez oh, <laughs> i mean his, his body Keanu's is better than Keanu's. <laughs> i didn't know Go michelle on, pfeiffer just... was in this film well, yeah. well this feels like a good time to segue to talk about swayze do you have anything about swayze's involvement overall um well, I mean, only that, um, you know, that he originally auditioned to play Johnny Utah. And he's so much better in this part. He's, really? he's, he's just so much better as Bodie. And yeah. I'm so yeah. glad Wait, that that decision was made because... That one's Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Patrick Swayze, yeah. I mean, Johnny from Dirty Dancing is the, is the yes. super dude. Did you realize yeah. this was... George is famous for her face blindness, Em, on the pod, so... Yeah, this is this is the he lead guy from... anything like him. I know, he looks so much better in this. I'm... Uh, I mean, it's, it's still the same guy. It's just it's just a couple of years later. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of inches extra hair. Yeah, and a little beard. Nobody puts Johnny in a corner. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he saw he saw Johnny in the waves and went, "You look beautiful out there." <laughs> I'm gonna need I mean, a few minutes. Just did, throw, throw back to me in five minutes when I've Liam. Do you know who this. else tried out for this? This is if you're playing your BFE bingo card. Get your drink ready. Matthew McConaughey, Michael Bain. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love this. <laughs> He's man. all over the pod this year. Oh, Michael Bain. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. And the- I want to see him and Brandon Lee in this movie. And we get told, what's he searching for? And Tyler, it's one of those things where, like, other characters just like, will skip character development by having someone else just tell you what yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he searching for? The ride. The ultimate ride. And he's even crazier than you are, Johnny. Fifteen minutes ago, she's like, you're boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're boring. You live a boring life. Don't ever surf. Now she's like, you got a crazy look in your eye, but he's worse. She read they the just script. skip. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. skip a bit. Yeah. Bodie makes fun of his surfboard, says it reminds him of a 57 Chevy he used to have. 
Georgia, I don't know if you've heard this, Swayze was in Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I'm literally and, now looking at photos of and him. In Dirty Dancing, he drove a 57 Chevy. Chevy. Yeah. I yeah, think intentional. I do. Uh, we don't know that Bodie and Tyler used to be a thing. And then I don't know what happens, but Utah just somehow ends up crashing their beach football game. And they let him be quarterback because he caught a pass that they overshot. I think he's, he's returned, wasn't he? Yeah. And so easily, I mean, we've got two teams and they're playing a game of football. And it's a really good microcosm for the film because they're both a quarterback on the opposite teams. So we, we clearly got two alpha dogs whose bromance is kind of starting here. I love this scene. And we have the bit where, where Bodie tackles Johnny a little oh, bit too hard yeah. on the ground. And then Johnny takes him out in the ocean. The top dog. Because they're uber competitive yeah, and someone's yeah, got to yeah, be yeah. number one. Exactly. I, fu- I love this scene. I love this scene. And probably the, because water. we didn't require Keanu to say much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all just through looks <laughs> and action. But this, I, I have a little bit of fun, but this is a great scene. It is. I think it's a really important scene in establishing why Bodie takes him under his wing so much. And he recognizes him. And he recognizes who he is and his value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the life he wanted to be, for the life, you know, he gave her that speech to Tyler about, my parents always wanted me to play football. We don't know if that's true or not. No, no, no. So in a world where you go, yeah, you would have been really, really good. And I, oh, you're brilliant. I guess you can't be especially, you know, you can't go undercover at this point. Nope. They know who you are. In that regard, why is the FBI hiring famous former, like, athletes, high profile athletes? Ohio State, that's a big college in the States. To go undercover. To go undercover. (laughs) Why would you do that? And just one rule, Johnny, just don't play football this week please <laughs> people recognize you when you start throwing the football yeah yeah i don't know stupid <laughs> um canna raves observed real fbi agents in la to study for the scene and practice with ucla quarterback coaches to help with the football scene yeah, that was really good i liked it and he was in the replacements so you got to he use was. that more Woo-hoo. it's a good little movie have you seen and you have to have seen the replacements right i have well no i haven't what? Oh, watch the, watch that before you watch much ado oh it's so <laughs> that, good that's only because um, I'm, I'm generally not a fan of, of sports movies, apart from a league of their own. Um, <laughs> and, and I do tend to lean more towards baseball movies for some reason, even though I don't actually understand the sport of baseball. <laughs> I, I somehow, yeah. I somehow, like I saw Moneyball recently. Oh, okay, it's good. And I really loved it. Yeah. And it wasn't for the sport; it was for you know the whole statistics and all of that. So I just thought that was amazing. Sure. Um, but. Yeah, I don't really understand American football. I don't, don't have to. I don't really understand no. any sport. Okay, they, fine. I'll, I'll watch that movie. I will I'll watch it, it on your it recommendation. Is, it is such a feel-good movie. Mm-hmm. You walk okay. away being like, I, my soul just feels happy. Yeah, yeah okay, it's fine. really good. I, I will hit it down Hackman and I will watch it. it. Hasn't it? Uh, pardon me? Gene Hackman. Yes, he is. He plays yeah, the coach. Yeah. I'll tell you who's not feeling good. Dr. Cox. No. He's mad still. And he's still just playing the same part. The ex-presidents have robbed three more banks in the last two weeks. And he asked Johnny, do you have anything remotely interesting to say to me? And he goes, I caught my first tube today, sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is where they go through the whole bit where they start like stealing people's hair to look at the, the hairs. It was like a, it was a little bit of padding, I yeah, think. It was because you have to set up the red hair. Saved you, dude. And they've established this mean group of surfers, and this is who we want to go ahead and take out. So they stake out uh, a group of other surfers, and Johnny runs afoul of the locals. And for the sake of just getting in the way of someone, they're going to murder Johnny Utah. They are, yeah. Who's out of sight? Papas can't see him. And he has to be saved by Bodie. Yeah. Is this Anthony Kiedis? I look like Anthony Kiedis. I didn't have it time to go Anthony back. Is Kiedis. it? Oh, brilliant. It is. Because yeah, this yeah, has yeah, confused is. me for is that, years. Is that Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, Red yeah, Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wasn't 100% sure. It looks... Which one is he? Is War he? Child. War Child, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be a waste of time. It's very macho man Randy yeah, yeah. Savage. That would be a waste of time. Well, he's not, he's not War Child. He's, is he not? Um, I think he's called Tone or Tony. Oh, is he? Movie. Oh, he's the third one. Oh, of course, yes. yeah. They don't give him as much to do. <laughs> no, they don't give him anything to do. But I, I always remember the line, back off War Child. Uh, and, it, and, I, and I know that, that he's not Warchild because of the back uh, of Warchild. Okay. Yeah. I still hear that name, Warchild, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a cool haircut, though. Bodie comes, Bodie comes for the save, and then Johnny Utah decides, we're going to beat him up. If I'm Bodie, I'm like, guy, I just talked him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's important because we see that Bodie, Bodie can do like kung fu. Like did karate you, stuff. Oh, notice, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you notice how um, Anthony Kiedis, if it was him, is it, is it him? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It great. is definitely him. I promise. Do you notice how he gets laid out quick? <laughs> yeah, just get me out of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I expected more of a fight. Um, oh, it's it's he's so good at fighting. Like, and I mean, the fight scenes are uh, generally quite good in this movie, anyway. But I'm a big fan of of any sort of martial arts in any me movie. Too. And me too. I mean that. Those kicks that he do, I mean, they are precise. I am just... Yeah. Oh, it's... it's you look good. Patrick Swayze. Keanu's just sort of standing around doing the odd punch here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a boy. <laughs> Which Because then- obviously at, at this point, Keanu doesn't know Kung Fu. He knows Kung Fu makes <laughs> He's got to have that uploaded <laughs> later right on. Yeah. He learned it from Patrick Swayze. Well played. It should have been kind of like, I now know Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets invited to a party at Bodhi's house. Uh, and... <laughs> It's weird because he shows up. Uh, this is Johnny with, with Tyler and Bodie. I'll tell you, I always remember this this scene where he's dipping the woman and like, um, yeah, like l- sucking on her necklace. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and Tyler's like, I taught him that. And she's like, thank you. And then there's like a shot no, off of not, her. It's not you know, it's from the, the tequila. Necklace. It's, yeah. the, it's the, the, he's drinking a tequila and she's got lime in her mouth. Yeah, because he starts by dipping the necklace. Then they share the lime. Yeah. It's something with the necklace, I promise you. Yeah, yeah. And then he does yeah, the shot he afterwards. Yeah, the necklace first. Yeah, it's weird. And then he does the lime, because so then he didn't the tear salt? it. Maybe? Maybe so she's wearing like a, a salt, salt necklace? Yeah, maybe. Is the salt on the necklace? Or, because that's how you drink tequila, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, li- salt, salt lime, tequila. Or do you think there's yeah. uh, Salt, tequila, lime. No, no, no. I think because right. there is a process for how you drink tequila. Yeah, yeah I know. But do you think... There no, was... because I think it's salt. Like, I think it's just doing the drink. This movie's much different if he's a coke addict. Why would you why would you put salt in a necklace? Coke, I understand, but just for because tequila. Because tequila yeah, is the last the part of the trilogy. Yes, I, uh, yeah, I know, but it's just If it wasn't for the other two parts, I can buy into your cocaine theory. Oh, okay. But because <laughs> it's followed by necklace. the two parts of it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's a mix. Maybe it's I like, might get maybe a, party like a mix. Salt. <laughs> Jeez. Um but then he goes, have whatever you want. What's mine is yours. And this felt very much like permission from him. To continue seeing Tyler. It was. What's mine is yours. It is. I don't think he's talking about the house. No, that's what I'm, I'm saying. That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I always took it. Exactly. Uh, and then we go to the campfire, and this is where Tyler, we found out she is different from the boys, because she says big big wave riding is for macho assholes. Roach disagrees. This is better than sex. <laughs> to which point he's told he's not doing it right. Nothing's better than sex. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, and you go, 
Clearly, you've never eaten a really good lasagna, then. <laughs> we are told that paddling out is total commitment, and we learn about the 50-year storm. The 50-year storm is an important yeah. plot point in this uh, in this it film. Is. Twice a century, Mother Nature lets us know how small we really are, and that's in Bells Beach, Australia. If you want the ultimate, you've got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. It's not tragic doing what you love. Is this based on the Big Wednesday? I have no idea. Okay, so there was a big thing about this that comes around every certain whatever, and they made a film called Big Wednesday. Okay. And I think it was because it was this storm that came around that was a surf thing. I'm only spitballing here because of something I, I remember something from years back. Yeah. So I don't know if this is based on true story, like true events. Yeah. So I think the 50-year thing is a real thing. Could be based off something, but there, it, it just sounds nicer. The 50-year storm. Yeah. And it you put it in Australia, which sounds exotic. Yeah. I don't know. It's far away. Uh, and Tyler's, they're in the house, and she goes, you got that kamikaze look, and Bodie will take <laughs> you right to the edge. And then on cue, Bodie walks in. He does And he goes, we should go surfing. Let's go surfing now. Everybody show me how. Oh, the weather outside is weather. Uh, and they that go. It's very dark out there. And they go. And they go. Finger quotes. They go. Nighttime surfing. Nighttime. And do you know why I'm using finger quotes for nighttime surfing? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Great. Is, is it not night? It's not nighttime. Oh, okay. It's clearly daytime. I can see the lens flare one of the shots. Now, I was looking oh, for it. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, this I is that old notice. trick. I forgot what movie we did not long ago. Maybe it was The Terminator or something where it was clearly nighttime, uh, oh, daytime, but they nice. shot it, it as night. Mank. Was it Mank? It was Mank. It was Mank. And yes. then previously we saw it in Some Like It Hot as well, where it's clearly daytime, but they need it to be nighttime for the scene to make sense. You'd be insane, yeah. But you'd be insane to shoot this in the dark. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely insane. Because A, you wouldn't get anything. Because no. <laughs> trying to light a darkened ocean. Good luck. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the one bit, there is a little bit of lens flare that makes it in. And I'm like, that's not good because that means there's light. Well, I never knew that. It's the moon. So there we are. <laughs> the moon was really it's bright a street that light. night. Yeah. <laughs> street light. Um, and so <laughs> then, you know, um, Tyler says to him, usually you have a scowl. Like, this is all for a project and you don't really want to do this. <laughs> Like, ten minutes ago, you were telling me he had a kamikaze look. Yeah. <laughs> you look just like Bodhi, and now it's like you're a kid on Christmas. Like, yeah. will the script start paying attention to itself? <laughs> and unfortunately, it's always Laurie Petty who has to say this crap. Uh, sorry, Laurie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes, I can't describe how I'm feeling. Might be because he just he can't emote how he's no. supposed to say. But she goes, you don't have to. And he goes, come here. <laughs> and they make out and then it's of a blanket course. and it's morning and in the 90s and, uh, i was like this is awesome that scene when they wake up down. in the morning where's the headshot when you're above them yeah that's so iconic to me i remember that so well i would just like to point out that why would you have sex on a beach i don't know sand gets everywhere if you just, just so sit you can sing in a castle you're gonna have sex on the beach, on the beach. is this a well, song it, okay for someone who has <laughs> I didn't know we were this kind of podcast, Liam. Go ahead. It's someone who has. That's not comfortable. It's not comfortable? Welcome to the Sex on the Beach podcast. Yes. Well, Um, anyway, and this point in my notes, I've just written down, well, this isn't going to end well, is it? No. No. Uh, The podcast or the film? The film. The film. Um, This relationship in the film. Johnny oversleeps. Uh, He lets us know it by swearing a lot and then still peel himself away. He does. Um, it's like, how, how could I possibly shit, let him know shit. that I'm really upset? I know, I'll swear some more. Yeah, yeah. Shit, shit, yeah. shit. I'm like, um, shit. So they I show up. his car. 
he goes to a bus. Now, keep in mind, they're about to do an undercover, like, raid, yeah, right? Yeah. His car comes screeching around that corner. I know, I know. And then he gets out, and he's really quiet, like, creeping to the house. But I love his car in this. Oh, his, I mean, his car's nice. It is nice. And so this is the raid of the of the, the jerks, the Nazis. The, the so I've got a problem with this. And, and they go to go in, and, of course, this is where Gary Busey's like, Scooby, hey, Busey's great at he doing is. anything. He's a quick yeah. thinker. He he's is, a quick thinker. He? When he stumbles upon... When he stumbles upon um, um, Utah with Bodie after yeah, the fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes, yeah. oh, some kids took my stereo. Do you see it? And it totally buys it. And, yeah. he, and Utah's even able to tell him where the guys are to go sort of have a look. I guess the charges didn't hold or whatever mm-hmm. because they have a situation. And Utah gets his little, you know, Mirror thing, mirror thingy, and he can thing. see like the guns that are coming out, and he's yeah, like, "We yeah. got to get a hold of them." But right then, someone starts up this little trimmy lawnmower, yeah. which would go like ticket, 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 ticket. Foley artist said, "We ain't having none of that." This thing needs to sound like a jet engine next door. I guess they needed to be the open face so you could have the the shot at the end. But that mower doesn't make that sound. No just a thought and so of course it causes the problem we have the big fight scene including for some reason a woman had to be and a in a naked. bikini and a second one had to be having a shower yeah yeah why because it was 1991 and that's what you do in an action um, sequence why did she have to be a crazy woman that jumps on him she kicks the crap out of him yeah 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 Oh, she it, proper beats him up. And to be fair, to be fair, she has just been startled in the shower. There's all this gunfire yeah. going on. She doesn't. She's obviously associated with these particular gentlemen. Yeah. And and I kind of feel like, yeah, if you were getting raided by someone, I I kind of feel like, yeah, she should absolutely kick the shit of course out she of the people I who are invading her home. I judge. <laughs> Maybe this was Catherine Bigelow's one, attempt to give a bit. One too many hits off a necklace. Oh, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but you know. Johnny Utah is like a, a trained FBI agent yeah, yeah, who gets a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And he gets his yeah. ass handed to him by this woman I know, who's right? got like no footwear. She should be slipping all over yeah, the place. Nothing. She's she is Glass everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Completely naked. Boobs flying. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's not good. No. It's, it's, it is like the most 90s thing this film has in it. And there's a lot of 90s things this film has in it. And again, if you didn't know that I was a, a female director, you'd never get I would have judged this. If you had said, yeah, 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 tell yeah. me the problems, I'd have gone, oh, clear problems here with the fact of, you know, representation and what yeah, we're yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we've if you're a female director, I, I remember when I looked it up when I was doing the list because I didn't know Catherine Bigelow directed oh, I this. Knew that was Catherine I Bigelow. never did. Yeah, yeah. And so I looked it up and went, shut up. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be kidding me for the reasons we've already discussed. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, they fight by the lawnmower. Johnny almost loses his face. For some reason, Busey shoots the lawnmower and doesn't shoot the guy. Put- Liam, do me a favor. If someone's doing this to me, yeah. shoot the guy. Don't shoot the lawnmower. Gotcha. Because gotcha. A, it might ricochet into but, me. Yeah, I was just going to say that. B, it's no guarantee. He's he not going to explode. It takes a while for the blades to yeah. stop. You know what I mean? Just so you know, I'm a bit, bit of a hot shot with a gun, right? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Logically, though, obviously they don't want to kill these people because these people are potential bank robbers. Yeah, they you, want to take can, them into custody. You can so, wound of course, him, he's though, not going to kill him. I don't think American police think like oh, that. If, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like my face is—he's like about to commit. He's about to murder a cop. 
Like, yeah. if there's ever a reason, I now. Call, I call I mean, bullshit. Okay. I call okay. bullshit on this there's, anyway. There's, like, many other people you can question in the house. Because you know when he gets this face so close to it, right? Yeah. All you've got to do is that little jerk of a face thing, Oh, you? like, there's uh, no uh, way you've got... Like, no way. Ken would have to be so strong to move his face away rather than push it. There's yeah, no yeah, way. No way. No, 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 no. But anyway. Also, why did he not... Also, why did he not just roll to the side? Like... If, if someone is pushing directly down on you, as someone who has worked with small children that do that, you can roll over because there's, that's not the force keeping you there. So, you know. Indeed. Uh, there's a crazy shot of Johnny and Tyler in bed together with a slow zoom. And she's just like completely past it. It's a topless thing where she's laying across him and the blanket's far lower. So you no can sort of like look up at the sky, all kind of like that's, that's iconic. thoughtful. That's iconic from what I remember. It's a, a shot I remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Bodhi comes and shows up and they go surfing. And the one guy moons the camera. And he's the only guy in the history of young beach bums who's shown his beach bum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one else has ever done this. And so that's enough for him to go, I figured it out. It's them. It's them. Uh, Johnny tells them he says he gives a list of everywhere they've gone even to Patrick's Roadhouse <laughs> which is a real place is it really is it yeah it's gen- people think that it's a nod to Patrick Swayze I, and that's, Roadhouse that's why I wrote it, it down yeah yeah, yeah no genuine uh, well from from what I gather okay. uh, it is a real place uh, it's a real eatery. Okay, very cool. I want to go. I want to go to Patrick's Roadhouse. There we go. We'll do, we'll, I don't we'll, know if it's still there. We'll do. We'll do an episode. Like, we'll just, yeah, we'll just claim we're there. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll just be in like Norwich, but we'll say we're at Patrick's Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was the part where Tyler goes, "You look like you've seen a ghost." And in case we didn't get it from the mooning and the ghost line, we had to cut to Gary Busey back in the overlooking LA an hour ago, going, "They're ghosts." And we're like, "Oh, I get yeah, it now." Yeah. Um, Which Patrick Swayze. He's and uh, Johnny goes. I know what bank it is, and so we have stakeout number three. This film loved to stakeout, and uh, Pappas should be better at this because he's just thinking <laughs> about his stomach. They're incompetent. Yeah. Oh. They are incompetent two. in this. Like, like at least sandwiches. All you have to do is send him for the for the meatball sandwiches, and yeah, for those yeah. three minutes watch the bank yeah <laughs> but neither one of them are watching the bank and yet we get to see from the perspective of inside the um the, the sandwich shop yeah. the car pull up in the background and going oh shoot it was more oh, like shoot. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though, if they've done this three times in the last week in the same area do you not think people that like worked near a bank would be aware of what they looked like and would be like oh shit well it's 90 it's 90 seconds yeah. if you stay according to the script they're fine because they're in the bank within five seconds. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, no, I know. But like people who like get in, they see the masks and be like, oh shit, that's them. Would you not? Yes, I don't know if you want to, poli- yeah. I don't know if you're poli- putting in the paper what they look like and things like that. And not only that, even if you did, but you, you know you're going to be stunned. that they were ex-presidents. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So if yeah, you but- know that they're wearing masks, if you were, so if you're that sandwich shop attendant, you were yeah. pretty much opposite that bank. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying, yeah. So why did the, so obviously it's, it's shot in such a way that Keanu doesn't see because it's all happening behind him. And I do like that scene, even yep. though it's ludicrous. The fact that you, it happens so quickly. By the time he turns around, he's just like, oh, there's a car there. Um, but why did the sandwich shop attendant not notice? Like four armed men wearing ex president's masks because he's making meatball sandwiches. He's, yeah. pa- he's patriotic. Uh, two thoughts. Number one, I want one of those meatball subs. Yeah. I do. They look good. They do. And Pappas approves, and it seems like he eats a lot. Number two would be I think that less, if they walked out in black ski masks, I think people would be way more freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I hated these masks. Yeah. They're horrible. But from a distance, oh, yeah. it's so much easier horrible. to see a black ski mask on yes. someone than it is yes. to see one of these. Yes. Yeah, yes. I suppose that's true, yeah. Um, there is uh, Reagan. 
lights oh so so johnny blows his cover by going fbi freeze and so they all <laughs> go away they end up having to ditch the car because it drives over some spikes in a gas station you missed a great bit there what did i miss liam one of them pulls a gun okay oh and, and he says don't he won't let him shoot him fair enough he yeah. will not let that him is important him. thank you yeah, yeah, very important. um and so Bodie's starting to go too far and so he's like taking forever to torch this old car and making it really ceremonial yeah so the other presidents have to leave reagan behind weird thing to say Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's there was two chases there's kind of the main car chase but then there's also the foot chase now between um johnny utah and Bodie. and as this happens someone throws a dog at him yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't like that. Drop kicks. Em, do you have anything that might help ease Liam's heart about the dog? Yeah. That's always, so, that's always bothered me. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I I'm one of those people. Uh, I mean, you know, just referencing what, Keanu. Drops dogs. No, I don't drop dogs. I'm a I'm a huge animal lover, and um, and obviously uh, Keanu was in John Wick, and I still can't watch that particular scene in John Wick. I, I know, still can't I hate watch it, it. Hate it because I I I just the the idea of anyone causing any harm to an animal, I, I it genuinely upsets me. And me. So um so going back to this movie, I co- I completely forgot about the dog. So I watched this movie, uh, well, I watched half of it last night, half of it this morning. And when the dog scene happened, I was like, oh, my God, like, that's awful. Like, that poor dog. Do you um, know the weirdest thing? I- Sorry, go on, Em. Oh, I was just going to I was just going to finish with. Um, so it, it, it was a real dog. So basically the dog handler did throw a real dog Ooh. to Keanu Reeves. Um, but then it. it so for the actual scene where, you know, he kicks the dog, it, it, it is not a real dog. So there, okay. no dogs were harmed. Okay, and cool. obviously the, the dog was handled by... Apparently the dog loved being thrown. Yep. So, <laughs> oh, nice. He so was thrown one was, and a half feet. That's all he got yeah. thrown. And they practiced the with him. He was, was okay having, with it. Oh, dog okay. was having a great time. Because, you know, dogs dogs are amazing. Dogs are. love being... Some dogs love being thrown. Don't throw your dogs, people, unless your dog really likes being thrown. Well, I have literally yeah. only just thought of something right this second. You know when he he bangs his knee? Yep. And that's mm-hmm. a made thing of a character, isn't it? That yep. He's blown his knee, yep. right? Yeah. Patrick Swayze in real life has got a bad knee. Keanu Reeves yes, has also is. got bad stuff from, from a hockey injury as well. Oh, so there is oh, some, I, I didn't yeah. know that. I just thought to myself, I yeah. remember Patrick Swayze in Day Dancing when he said about his knee. Because he yeah. was, Keanu was a good Canadian boy, so he grew up playing hockey. And, uh, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, so Johnny does blow his knee out, chasing, um, chasing Bodie, and then can't quite get it. And there's a scene where he pulls his gun out, and he's laying down, and you get these extreme close-ups on the masked eyes of Bodie. Yeah. And there's almost a softness or a kindness or a fear or something a, in there. Fear, I think. And we go from the, the gun, and the gun's in focus, and he's not as he holds it. So Johnny's not, but the gun's in focus. It's shallow depth of field, and then we cut to, and back and forth, and eventually he goes, ah, and shoots at the sky. And again, this is very important. Yes. Because he's he's hundred percent. So yeah. shoot him in the knees. He's hundred percent. He's choosing. And he chooses not to. Well, I think you got to keep yeah. in mind that Bodhi saved his life earlier. Exactly, and I think that's what it was. But of course, this whole scene has been homaged, pastiched in Hot Fuzz. It's yes, such it an iconic scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's the one scene that everyone remembers is Keanu Reeves holding a gun. Can't shoot Patrick Swayze, and then you know firing the gun in the air, going ah. I, I will. Is it, I um, like it. They are at their iconic. best. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is at his best when he's opposite Swayze in this film. Absolutely, one hundred percent. They are electric together. Now, however, this part though, not actually Swayze. 
No, it no. was not Swayze. All of that complete chase scene, which is a great, it's wonderfully shot. Catherine Bigelow is great with action scenes. She is. This is fantastic. Um, it is very good. It's, it's, you know, very kinetic. Like you feel like the pace of you this do. particular chase. And it's a bit relentless, really, because it's just like carries on. You know, they're going through houses. They're going through alleyways. They're going through another house. It's like constant. I love um, it. But yeah, all of that was not Patrick Swayze. I believe he was doing press for uh, Ghost. Yeah. I think it was Ghost at the time. It was Ghost. It was so, it's actually, um, yeah, so it was actually his stuntman. Yeah, Scott Wilder. It's a that good name is, for a that, stunt double. That is wild. Who are you? I'm that Scott. That is a cool name. Johnny Utah and Scott Wilder. The weird thing about it, so even when they do the close-up on his eyes. Yeah, that's on him. Wow. Yep. What a thing to do, and brave thing to do, to do a close-up on his eyes. Yep. When you... Oh. And they might have a pickup shot, but what I've got says everything with the Reagan mask in that scene is the stunt double. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I would never know. Um, so there's fallout, of course. Johnny wants to tell Tyler who he is. They can't do it. She just goes some other time, which they try to make into a thing. I don't think it really works. No. Uh, the ex-presidents want uh, Johnny dead. Bodie says, wait for him to do it. And we cut to a silhouette of a gun in his house and a gunshot. And it's Tyler, which is a great fake out because I think oh. it's Bodie. Yeah. It wouldn't have been Bodie's style, but they get me to th- believe it. I did in the early days when I yeah. first watched. Yeah. Um, she gets mad and says, especially when he finds that his parents are still alive. She runs and he tries to follow, and his knee gives it's, out. It's she's bad. wearing just about nothing when she no, runs out of that not. house. Why? Because it's 1991. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he tries to phone her back. And, um, I'm sorry. There's a line where he goes, and I, I didn't. I want to tell you. Oh, why can't I ever say what I mean? <laughs> That's a James Cameron quote. <laughs> in the hands of, a, of maybe a more, a better orator, yeah, right? Because yeah, he's yeah. an action star in this film. He yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But in the, you know, Sir Ian McKellen would have maybe made me believe this. <laughs> what I don't understand about this scene is why an FBI agent is still at his own house That's the a good night point. after. No one's outside his place. No. And he knows that the people he was chasing know who he is and where he and is. And where he lives. And on that note, Why? we get the buzzer, and it's Bodie, and they're taking him somewhere not surfing. Bodie says he'll love it, and they go skydiving. Yeah. A lot of co- lot of cool Why? stuff about oh, because it was a big hey. I, you hang on, me, I you love the travel journey. What did I what did I miss? When he turns around and he goes, "I'm an FBI agent," and he goes, "Yeah, it's wild, isn't it?" No, that's not yet. No? No, that's when he goes to rob it. Yeah, that's later. That's, oh, that's on the other skydiving. How dare you accuse me of oh. missing something? <laughs> I I've missed something. What have so, you missed, Ellie? Can I just query this? I'm really, really confused at this point in the film because as far as I understand it, yep. Keanu Reeves has realised yep. that it's that group of people that are the bank robbers. Yep. They have all seen him shouting out, I am an FBI agent and chasing yeah. them. Yep. And then they go on a skydive and all pretend that nobody knows it, 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 what it, happened. It's a game thought, of chicken. I thought that's why no, it was. It's, it's a game of chicken. After, yeah. um, basically, if he stops, I mean, they, they can just shoot him, right? So I'll just go with you where, where you want to go and I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is what gets us. And this whole scene is a game of chicken. And so they go up in the, in, in the plane, oh, yeah, they and they're going, you know, who packed my my shoot? And he goes, Oh, Bodie says I did. But if you don't like have mine, and they all play. I think we're pretty sure he ends up with an original pack back at the start. Yeah. And so we're all going, just as like he is. Is there actually anything in this pack? Now I think he way for he like forgets this for convenience in like two minutes. Yeah. But um, something about Patrick Swayze and skydiving, maybe him. Yes. That's so. Him, uh, isn't it? Pardon? That's definitely him, isn't it? It is definitely him. So, that looks um, like him. Pat- yeah, Patrick Swayze was actually an established skydiver. So, oh, it was something okay. that he did in his spare time, something that he loved to do. Um, but 
So when when that so obviously there are several skydiving scenes in this movie, and it's very clear that it is Patrick Swayze because it is him. I was going to say the shots of Swayze are great. They are, aren't they? The shots of Keanu are not. (laughs) Absolutely incredible action scenes. You know, especially you're filming people who are falling. You know, they're free falling. It's. I mean, I'll talk a little bit about the guy who did it because obviously he's he's an incredible uh, aerial photographer. But um, so when they were actually making the movie, so the studio, obviously they've got insurance issues and stuff like that. So they basically said to Patrick Swayze, we know you're an established skydiver. Like, we know that you skydive. Yeah, yeah. However, we're not going to allow you to skydive in this movie. You have to use a stunt double. No, That's but- basically what they told Patrick Swayze. That looked but like they- him to me. No, no, but that... I'll come to that because oh, it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. So the studio, sorry. the studio were basically saying, uh, "We don't want you to skydive. However, we do want you to surf." And obviously, Patrick Swayze wasn't an established surfer. He done a little bit, but he obviously did um, learn how to surf a little bit. But the studio were basically happy for him to do the bits in the water, but they weren't happy for insurance purposes for him to skydive. So basically, um, what happened was that um, when when you see the group skydiving scenes, because there's obviously two big group skydiving scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. So they were actually shot. They they actually weren't shot during the movie was actually being shot. Oh, okay. So what actually happened was Patrick Swayze actually contacted a guy called Tom Sanders. Um, who's an accomplished skydiving photographer. Like, he's been doing it since 1978. Apparently, he's worked on, like, Olympic Games and stuff, you know, like, where sky... Anything to do with professional skydiving is, apparently, you call this guy Tom Sanders. Um, And so he's basically seen as one of the founding fathers of aerial filming, like, just in the whole industry. Um, So he basically shot group skydiving scenes with Patrick Swayze. Uh, So he had, like, a huge kind of helmet because this was obviously before gopro and stuff like that like a huge uh camera actually in a helmet on his head um to actually shoot these scenes um and because patrick swayze wasn't allowed to sky drive during the actual production um they actually kind of shot it afterwards um and then persuaded it to be actually included because the footage was so good because it it is incredible footage and i thought i was part of the movie yeah, it, it, it's kind of something that, that I think they, they added, obviously, after, because the scenes were so incredible. It was clearly Patrick Swayze doing them. Yeah. Um, so Swayze jumped over 50 times for that footage. Wow. Um, and um, and all of the aerial acrobatics that you see, because obviously you see Bodhi doing some incredible acrobatics as he's free-falling. Yeah. That's all Patrick Swayze, because yeah. he's obviously, he's got ballet history, he's got dance history, he's got um, acrobatics history. All of that stuff was him, and it's in, it's just shot so beautifully. Yeah, uh, and like it, it. it's one of the most impressive things, genuinely, about this movie is the action scenes on the water. I think are, are really wonderfully shot, but the the aerial photography is so gorgeous in this movie. And yeah, it was kind of a bit after the fact um, that it actually got done, um, but I think it, it definitely adds to the movie. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's very obvious that it is Patrick Swayze doing this they did obviously have um when they when they were doing the shots with Keanu Reeves they they kind of had um a system of rigs so it wasn't that they were actually all kind of falling it was basically they had all these rigs they were all attached so it kind of looked like 
they were falling um but it, it was kind of cleverly staged i think that they weren't actually properly skydiving the oh, actors okay, in those okay. particular scenes because for insurance purposes they obviously didn't want any accidents so basically they didn't want any issues with anyone not packing the sheets properly uh, especially when <laughs> yeah. you're talking about patrick yeah, yeah, yeah. swayze and keanu reeves oh, but feels all like of the, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all of all of the incredible stuff that we see with the whole like group shots where it's all um you know shot from quite far away and they're all kind of coming together and all kind of grabbing each other's arms and everything that was all shot by tom sanders nice bless him uh, actually, according to Gary Busey, um, Swayze was so nuts about skydiving that uh, he wouldn't like stop badgering Busey until Busey finally agreed to go with him. Did he do it? I just got that he agreed. I'm, I'm hoping so. Oh, I, that's okay. the footage I want. Oh, I want to see I that. I want to see Busey doing it. Yeah, me too. I'm going to pick up the pace just a touch just because we're all ang- eager to see if football's coming home, actually. Are, yeah, yeah. Are we? Oh, okay. Well, some of us. No. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, though, really quickly, would you jump out of a plane? Yes. You would? Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. Ellie says yes. Em, would yeah. you jump out of a plane? Uh, no, I have been offered, but I, I have a very crippling fear of heights. Yeah, I'm the same. So I no, would not. I would, so you and I are the voices of reason. I would just reason. like to clarify my answer if I had a parachute and an yes, instructor and I was that's, skydiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I would think that's what I mean. I'd still give a go. Uh, we find out, they get down, they're all on a, a, a high. I mean, they do play a game of chicken with, you know, Keanu. I mean, Keanu looks out of place here. Um, there's a game of chicken. He ends up with, with, with Bodie and he goes, pull the chute. You pull the chute. Pull the chute. And he pulls the chute. Um, Bodie pulls his chute first. And you hear him go, son of a bitch. And I'd be going, thank God, my 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 chute's got like a, a parachute in it. Uh, and then they land, and he's so hopped up, he totally forgets for a moment, as I guess we're supposed to as well. I'd I just be like thinking, bunny, bunny yeah, I'd be going, do I have a pack? Yeah, do I actually have a parachute? Yeah, yeah, do I have yeah. a parachute? As soon as I jump out, I'm pulling the cord. If it doesn't work, now I'm trying to attach myself to someone else. Same, same, same. Um, but we find out that, of course, Tyler has been kidnapped, and this is the insurance policy. I'm asking for 90 seconds of your life. Six hours from now, I need to be in Mexico. If I'm there, he'll let her go. And so Ken Reeves, I guess, is all in until he goes, we're going to rob a bank. And he goes, I can't do that. I'm an FBI agent. To which point, Liam, he says. It's wild, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> great scene. No more masks for, sorry, Johnny, you don't get to be president. Be president. Which yeah. is a great bit. They go to the robbery. Johnny Utah's clearly done as an FBI agent because he's shown, you know, on the screen. That this kind of perhaps like i can still talk to people once i'm done and go hey i didn't want to be here i've been coerced yeah uh bodie says they're gonna go for the vault which is like <sighs> why it's so lazy stupid. it's so you had a system that works yeah, why this time exactly. things can only go wrong and they do and in case we missed it if you weren't paying attention at the start we have to get keenan reeves walking up and going you're blowing it you're breaking your one rule yeah, yeah. Um and uh, an off-duty cop decides to go ahead and save it. Anybody else go ahead and try and save a day here? No, I wouldn't. It's not no, a prayer. No way. Not no, a prayer. No. There's five of them. There's one of me. Stupid. No, I'm not doing it. I've always thought this as a kid. Yeah. No. No one. No superheroes. Okay. Nope. Uh, he shoots the, the undercover cop. Shoots all of them at least once, but then Bodie shoots him, and it's the only person Bodie shoots in the whole film. Kills in the whole film. Oh. Is this guy? Do you know what? If you'd have asked me, I'd have said he doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. Well, that's how yeah. I remember it. You know, he what, does. He does. He kills this one guy, the cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Gromit is dead. The youngest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is dead. They leave him there. Um, the fallout. Papas punches <laughs> Doctor Cox. 
Yeah, because they arrest Johnny <laughs> and they go. It's a great. It's, it's great because those two jerks yeah, who yeah, are like yeah, always yeah. there are the ones who are like arresting Johnny. Do you understand your your rights? have read them, and so he just punches out Cox and says, "I got respect for my elders." That's um, great line, great line, and that's enough. Like no one like restrains him. No, no, no. He's punched out the boss. I guess he just punched out the boss. That's yeah, what happens. That's let what him go. Nineties. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they they let Johnny Utah go, or at least he does in the car. Uh, and we find out where they're going to be. Uh, Angelo. Uh, we get to the airport. Special Agent Johnny Utah comes up. And goes, I'm unarmed. And they go, but you're not alone. He said, good guess. Like, why do you say this? I know exactly. I know he wants to go. You got a gun on you right now. Not fooling anybody. No. Uh, I hate this Angelo's scene. got a gunshot but doesn't take the shot because he's told we can't kill them we can't arrest them I so I don't scene. know why you're hiding no I don't get this at all Roach comes out of a toilet and shoots him but Angelo kills Roach we think and the other guy he wasn't important but you know no. guy number three <laughs> yeah um, and then Utah he, he goes to kill um, Angelo goes to kill Bodie but Johnny goes no you can't do it at which point like he La, is it Lamas? Yeah. He, he like dies. He gets shot by, by Roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the end of the movie, we have forgotten about this. No, I haven't. Okay, fair enough. No, I hate this scene. Why? You mean Pappas. I like Pappas. Yeah. Yeah, Pappas, not Lamas. Sorry, Pappas. Pappas, Jesus. What I don't understand about this film is why do they not just keep shooting people in the knees? Because that they can't <laughs> well, do the anything then, but they're still alive. This is the 90s. You shoot people in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> not in the head. But why wasn't Pappas wearing a bulletproof vest? I like, said this He so was going was. to get... Hey, Johnny's been arrested for a bank robbery. Okay, great. At no point are you thinking, I better put on my vest He's in case... He's an FBI agent. You put it on all day, every day. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, not, back, <laughs> should be. not back in the 90s. <laughs> he didn't have it when he was diving in the pool for that brick. That's no. all I'm going to say there. But why was Johnny wearing one in the bank then because he was robbing a bank and he might get shot well, they, the guy that got shot and died wasn't wearing one was he he's not an fbi agent that's, that's actually quite interesting I don't, know, I don't know why he i don't know why he wasn't ellie that's a good point because he's stupid yeah. uh, in the plane roach is cold and johnny utah the voice of sympathy yeah because you're dying you're mate. cold because all the blood's running out of your body you'll be dead soon <laughs> yeah i love it i love it um don't listen to him man yeah roach is thrown out go see in hell johnny if i'm about to die, i'm not sure those the words i'm using james cameron again he gets thrown <laughs> out and he goes whoa manages to pull his shoot though and then Bodie jumps out and goes you don't it looks like you'll get your man this time adios amigo and he throws the gun into the plane why? Why? Yes, I'd throw the gun out the window. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> or I'd throw it out and I'd shoot him. Or I'd shoot him and then I'd jump out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not, he doesn't well, want to kill people. Yes, if if you think about it, shoot so obviously the there was no other shoot. Yeah. So he didn't think that Johnny Utah would free fall out of the plane with a gun. Um, he just thought, well, there's no shoot, so I'm gonna jump out of this plane. I've got to shoot. I'm cool. Um, so. I mean, it is pretty lazy writing. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's but, hubris, yeah. Why doesn't um, he just take the gun with him? Why doesn't he just... Why doesn't John just... Because I suppose he doesn't need it. He doesn't need a gun because he's going to be landing in so Mexico or whatever. But so just throw it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that coming? Because maybe it's a waste of a good gun. Maybe it's like one of his favourite guns. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know what, Johnny? <laughs> so keep it Lord knows. You. Lord knows I'm a big believer in recycling. You have my gun. <laughs> <laughs> he does believe in the spiritual side of it all. Maybe he believes in that. 
and then, of course, Johnny jumps out of the plane. I call bullshit on this, right? Okay. Only because, as a kid, I remember him jumping without a chute, but clearly the stuntman is wearing a parachute. Yeah. Also, I should say, the Bodie bit where he says, adios, amigo, Yeah. legit jump out of a plane. Oh, cool. Yeah, legit jump out of a plane shot. Love that. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't you know, do it any other way. Yeah. No, no, no. You no. know what, though? Why on earth does Johnny Bravo, or whatever his name is... Johnny Utah. ...not just, like, go into the cockpit and go, dude, land this plane now? That would be quicker and safer than free-falling out of a plane with a, without a chute. Well, anyway, he jumps out of the plane. He tracks yep. him down. This part could be doable. No. No, Mythbusters did this. Really? You can hold on to somebody. They said you could, no, you could get, you, you could jump up. out and catch yeah. up. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Yes, you can. They said you couldn't have a conversation. No. <laughs> you'd be like, pull the chute. What? And there's, <laughs> no way, there's no way you'd be able to hold on to someone as soon as that chute opens. Oh, if the chute opens, like it would rip him from you. Yeah, the one thing yeah. is, it's so close to the ground, it never really gets full and pulls him up. Do you know uh, what I mean? Okay. It literally just slows them a it bit. It just slows them a bit. So that's the one thing. Because I'd be thinking, yeah, there's no way you're hanging on. No way. So his knee goes out again. Um, Roach is dead. We see the money just sort of laying around him. I'm happy that it's a dead. great visual, though. Like, he's died yeah, surrounded yeah. by his money. I'm happy with that. That's good. Yeah, good. Roach is my least favorite character. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. that. Um, Tyler is then freed. Johnny's knee is gone. And he goes, this game we both lose. Like, Bodie was so cool at the start. Now he's just like a guy who's, like, stuck in these mantras. Yeah. Um, of course, Tyler's just wearing a negligee and underwear. I like that. Of course, <laughs> of course Liam likes that. <laughs> hey, Johnny, I'll sorry, see you sorry. in the next life. And the next life is Australia in Turkey. The radio tells us we're near Bell's Beach. Johnny's let his hair grow out a bit. I quite like it. Yeah, me too. He's grown some this stuff. I like both of their transformations. I, I like Bodhi way better in the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. His look where he's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's not as like Brillo pad out to the side, but it's a little bit more like, like, like straight back. Yeah, yeah. We see they go by like 50 people are watching the ocean, right? Yeah. Remember that. He throws the Reagan mask at his feet and says, I got to take you in. He don't seem startled or surprised by it. Still surfing every day. Bodie won't go in quietly. And then they have a fight. And like he's trying to choke him out. There are 50 people watching the ocean just like, yeah. Oh, oh some dudes fighting down there. Cool. That's neat. Which one do you think will win? Which one are you cheering for? <laughs> Uh, and I'm somehow for the I was watching really carefully for when he gets his handcuff. There's yeah. no like, it's not there. It's not there. I was going to say, yeah. it's not there. There's no point where he moves. He just goes limp. And then there's a magical handcuff. Oh, okay. It is this week's magical doohickey. Ah, <laughs> the self cuffing handcuff. Uh, and then he goes, you know, I can't live in a cage, man. He goes, I don't care. You got to go down. <laughs> I just want one wave. Look at it. It's running by cliffs on both sides. I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand. Uh, yeah. Probably good. my favorite line in the film. And he goes, says, via con Dios. Via con Dios, Bodhi. Do you know what that means? Uh, see you in another life. Em, do you know what that means? I, oh, um, something about in God. Yeah. Some, um, I, oh, I don't know the other word. In words. God we trust? No, that's on the American money. Oh. Uh, <laughs> go with God. Oh, go with go God. God. Yes. Con Dios. And so this is when the Australian cops go, you let him go, because he's paddling into the water. He goes, no, no, I didn't. And I'm going, oh, yeah, 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 you did, Johnny. <laughs> the fact is, uh, you know, we'll get him when he comes back. 
And he's walking around going, he's, he's not coming, coming back. back. Who are you talking to, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's walked at 30. Like, the fact that you can even hear them is like, with the rain, there's no way. No, there's no, no way. way. The audience. Yeah. He's quit the FBI. And that's why I'm going, is it tragic to die? Doing and they kind of give, like, Bodie this hero send-off. Like they give him the ending he wants. He I'm gets like, the no, ending he, he wants. Yeah. And I'm like, does that mean that, like, Robin Banks is what Gromit loves? So he got to die. It's not a tragedy if he died. Yeah. Or maybe, like, Angelo loved loved police work, so it's not a tragedy. It was really weird they gave him the hero send-off. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, did I want him to let him go? Yeah. I did. So did I. I did. Yeah. Uh, and I just, wanted him to let him go and then shoot him in the knees. Just a couple of interesting tidbits as we, as we close <laughs> out the main bit. Each of the ex-presidents are killed in chronological order of when their president served in office. That's cool. Nice. So Reagan's like the last that. one. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and this one is especially just for him. I thought I have to do this. There okay. is a piece of cult theater called Point Break Live in mm-hmm. which the role of Johnny Utah can be played or is played by an audience member chosen by popular acclamation after a brief audition. The new Keanu has to read all of their lines off of cue cards for the duration of the show to capture the rawness of a Keanu Reeves performance, even from those who generally think themselves incapable of acting. Uh, <laughs> I want to do this. I would love to do Point Break Live. I, I would love to do Point Break Live. Yeah. That would be amazing. I, I'd, I'd want to be Bodie. I'd want to be Tyler. No. <laughs> I'd, I'd, want to be, I'd want to be Bodie. So, uh, and that is, that is Point Break. So, uh, you know, time to hit the, I think this is the right button. Oh, it is. It is. We're in the end game now. It's like a storm, like the 50 year storm there. It? We're in the game now. Liam, do you got a random word really quickly? Oh, random word. Yeah. Um, uh... I'll come back to you. Yeah, please. I uh, didn't win any awards. Money, though, $24 million budget. I'm going to guess you probably know the the bank this made. We do a guessing game here, so I'm just asking in advance to see if... Uh, so if you know, you're not eligible to play is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, I do know. Okay. So, Liam, do you know how much this this must have made? I'm going to say... $24 million budget. Remember, million? Think of multiples of the budget. Remember multiples that. Multiples of the budget. Okay. I'm going to say 250000 $250,000? I mean, million. Okay. Million. <laughs> 150. Okay. And Ellie? 220. Wow. Um, Emmy, you want to let them know how I did? Uh, I can do. Yeah. So the box office was $83.5 million. About four times its budget. Wow. It wasn't huge. It wasn't huge, huge. I imagine it being No, it, it wasn't like a massive, massive movie, but for the budget, do you know what fi- I mean, it yeah. was decent. Do you know what film this went up against? No. We just did it. Terminator oh, 2. Oh, really? Oh, yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> so it was, there's no way it was going to be that. Oh, yeah. no, too, true, true. So, um, and U.S. rentals for the film are 20 million. It's not included in the in the money we talk about at the box office. I, I remember it being bigger. Worldwide rentals were bigger. I don't think I saw it was in the cinema. I think I saw oh, this oh, when it came on it. home no, video. No, yeah, same. Uh, and it, let's do this one. We've done this for a while. The swear jar. How many times is the F word said in this film? Uh, not as many as shit. 27 times. 27? Georgia? 32. Ellie? I'm immune to it. I don't know. 30. I think I know this. Okay. Do you want to you you have a go? Yeah. I think it's over 100. It is. It's 105 what? times. Wow. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost all the surfer talk and all the FBI talk. It's just F-bombs everywhere. Wow. Busey and Dr. Cox are a large part of that. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not even like, respecting his actual character name. He's just Dr. <laughs> Cox. Uh, let's do, uh, we talk about the role, of, I think we talk about the role of women fairly. Yeah. Fair, it's not great. No, 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 no. no. I, I think, I mean, no. I, I don't want to speak on behalf of the, the women in the pocket, but I'm just going, I don't, I don't think it's very good. Yeah. No. Okay. You're fine. It's not good. Okay. It's cool it's, that she's like a surfer yeah. dude and hangs out with the surfers, but uh, she's still not great. I mean, what's the story? The story's, I mean, it's clearly, you know, fast and the furious on surfboards, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, Fast and Furious is just a ripoff of Point Break. Absolutely. Oh my god, that's so yeah, nice. Pretty oh, yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty much. That that's kind my of the, one of the ongoing legacies of Point Break is essentially the Fast and yeah. the Furious. It's sets up the Fast and the Furious thing? What? That that is is that was that what it, is that what it is? Uh, no, it's not actually, but no, it's clear. It's just it's just oh, a reimagining, okay. isn't I it? Say. I guess why I like the first movie so much because yeah. I, po- I like Point Break. It blew my mind. It's yeah. all it is. I did a ten second car. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, all it is. He's not coming back. <laughs> um, favorite character, Bodie. Bodie. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I know he. Look, I don't. I'm not, I don't condone people killing people, but you know, Bodie. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Gary Busey. <laughs> Very good. Ellie. Oh, I was going to say Bodie. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with Bodie. Okay. Uh, M. No surprises uh, I mean, here. If, if, I, if, uh, I, uh, if I was going if I was going with my heart, it would be Johnny Utah. But if I was going with my head, it would be Patrick Swayze's Bodie. Yeah. Uh, Bodie. All the Bodie in this one. Yeah. Uh, Bodie's film. It is. You don't think it's going to be, but it's oh. totally Bodie's film. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So much for like Ken Reeves is broken. He quits the FBI. What's he going to do? Who knows? He's going to go play American football. That's what yeah, he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, and surfing the part time. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Um, favorite moment or favorite element of the film? So a scene, a line, a certain aspect of the film in general. There's one line I do like when he goes. Do you think I like this hair, man? Oh, Tom. We didn't talk about that's <laughs> yeah. Tom Sizemore. Yeah, yeah. Him. He's great. He Undercover. Good. Yeah. That's the line. That's that's the thing. That's that could be the thing, can't it? What you think I like this hair man? Yeah. Okay. Our, our, our random word is getting longer because <laughs> it was a short phrase. Now it's a big phrase. You think I like this hair man? Is yeah. our random phrase of the oh, week? Oh, my favorite part is the chase. Which um, the foot chase? Yeah, foot chase. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, probably the the like action shots of the the skydiving. Okay. Cool. Ellie. I never say this, but I really liked the car chase. Ooh. Okay. It was really well done. Uh, sorry, Pips just destroyed my <laughs> camera connection. One second, that should be that should be. Ba- I don't know if it'll be back or not. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. You are you back? Okay. Uh, the car chase. Okay, M. So all of those things are really great, but my actual favourite thing about this movie is the blatant homoeroticism. Um, because <laughs> this this movie is is kind of a little bit unlike most sort of action movies in that. It shows two men who clearly share a very, you know, romantic bond. Strong bond, other. yeah. They they clearly love each other, and it's it's something that I never really noticed the first time I saw it. Because first time I saw it, I was you know maybe like eighteen, nineteen. I didn't really see that. Watching it now, I clearly see two men who actually love each other. And Keanu Reeves' character, Johnny Utah, loves Bodie so much he can't even shoot him when he's the bad guy running away from a situation. Um, and that's the main issue that Laurie Petty's character has because it has the standard female love interest that a 90s action movie is supposed to have, but Johnny is way more interested in Bodie, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Let, let's be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. there is more love between Johnny and Bodie than there is between Johnny and Tyler. And Bodie's interested in him too. Uh, I'm going to throw yeah, my... Yeah, it's reciprocated love. That's the, yeah, that's yeah, the brilliant yeah. thing. Yeah. 
it's it's proper reciprocated. Can't even say that word. Proper reciprocated. Yeah, I'm going to throw my favorite thing is the bromance between between the two of them. I think they're, they're best when, when they're together. And when the scenes, when it's not the two of them together, occasionally I'll settle for Gary Busey and, and Keanu Reeves together. But yeah, generally, generally, yeah. it's if Reeves isn't with either of them, he's not very good. <laughs> I will take the two of them. Uh, I will take Del Bodhi and um, Keanu as my uh, as my as my hair part of the pairing thereof. Yeah, uh, Liam, do you have a grumble? Um, ah. Okay, we'll come back to you, Georgia. Uh, yeah, the one, the some of the camera shots in the chase scenes, like the on foot chase scenes, chase scenes, because I'm like. I feel a bit seasick now you've moved so much. Um, And secondly, just the plot points in this, like if they actually thought about anything, then this would be over very, very quickly. So uh, yeah, that, that would be my grumble. Ellie. Um, You say they were playing a game of chicken, but it really, really confused me. And I just didn't understand part of the film because of this weird, who knows what about who it, I just found it really weird. It was shit. It wasn't very well done. Uh, M. <laughs> um, I mean, the dialogue is often really rubbish, um, but then it has like these little sparks of brilliant dialogue that's really memorable. But then the rest of it is just like people don't actually talk like that in real life. <laughs> I'm not an FBI agent or a, a surfing robber dude. Well, but I'm of pretty sure you're going to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Uh, the podcast has been a front for many things. Um, <laughs> but I, I genuinely don't think that people talk to each other like that in real life. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to be proved wrong. If, if anyone does talk to someone like that in real life, then please get in touch and let me know. <laughs> it's really interesting. The dialogue by, uh, by Bodie, I never really had an issue of a single line he said. Everything he said, I believed. Yes, yeah, same. My issue is Laurie Petty. Um, maybe it's the character, maybe it's performance, maybe it's the direction of thereof. For this film to make to, to really fire on all cylinders, I should care about that relationship, and I really don't. No, I don't either. I don't have any investment in the two of them making it. I which is the beginning. Because that's the thing that makes me want to, that justifies him going into the bank. That's the thing that justifies him yeah, robbing. Yeah. That's the thing that justifies him doing all these things. But because I didn't really care about how that the outcome of that, that, that situation was, because I, I hadn't, they hadn't spent enough time cultivating the relationship for me to give a rip. So that's my issue with that film. Anybody's best role ever? Hang on, my grumble. Oh, there we go. Roll of women. I don't like the role of women in this. There you go. Yeah. Um, anybody's, is this anybody's best role ever? I'll say it's Swayze's. Ooh. It's my favourite Swayze thing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, okay. a push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, the best I, thing he's yeah, done. I, I, yeah, I, it's hard. I can, I can I understand your point of view. However, yeah. Johnny Castle is so iconic. He is. Yeah, he is. That I feel like... Dirty Dancing is is just an iconic movie. Just so right, that would not work without Patrick Swayze. Whereas I potentially feel that someone else could have played Bodie, but no one else could have played Johnny Castle. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I yeah. just think he's known for. I think this is the best thing he's done. Yeah, yeah. Acting wise, acting wise, he's better in this. Because is he just playing like Dreamboat Patrick Swayze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I he, know, which he also so plays he... in Ghost. And this is so yeah. much. This is so much the opposite he of that. Dirty Dancing. It is. Yeah. It's. It is. It is completely different to Dirty Dancing, and and it is a great role. Genuinely, one of his best. I just. Yeah. Okay. In Dirty Dancing. He's just played playing a greaser, and uh, that's why he played in on stage. As Danny Zuko, anyway. Okay, uh, really quickly, Ellie. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And thanks to Moon 
mm-hmm. Moonlight Social for our little age game. Did he sort of came across a little bit loud across the, the bow? It seems like Ellie's <laughs> ear things. It didn't come loud in ours, but I could see you were very much reacting. Age <laughs> game. You said my, my name and then my ears were like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> so, Keanu Reeves. I know this, so I can't play. Um, 28. I was going to say 28 as well, yeah. <laughs> couple of 28s. I know his age, so I can't do it. M? Um, I, well, I don't, I don't know it. I'm trying to work it out. <laughs> based on you don't, the, just say how old you think he looks. <laughs> it's not based Liam's, on Liam's, working Liam's, it out. Liam's <laughs> guilty of this as well. I tell okay, Liam fine, off okay. of this every week. Does, does. <laughs> um, I will go 29. He's 27. Oh, You're all high. 26 filming, I think. Yeah, but yeah. So when he says he's 25, I was like, he's barely older than that. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Swayze? Mm, oh. 34. I don't know this one. I'll go 36. 32. I will go. I'll stick with 27. 39. Hey, that's wow. me. That's me. Wow. Looks good. Yeah, he, he looks good. really good, no doesn't he? No, yeah. he's, he's got, I had no yeah. idea he was that much older. No idea. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laurie Petty. Oh, um, young. 20. It's hard. With that, especially with that short haircut. Yeah, she looks so nice. 24. 23. Nah, she's older than that. 28. Uh, I'll stick with 27. Why not? She's 28. Hey! hey! And finally, Gary Busey. Oh, this she's guy. I mean, I don't think this guy's 27. This guy is famous for like celebrity rehab and stuff he's done. Like, this guy's lived hard. 41. He could be 15 for all I know. Um, 41. 41. <laughs> I'll go 47. Oh, I was going to go 47. Ah, you can both go <laughs> okay, 47. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll go 47 as well then. Georgia? Uh, 43. He is 47. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> I, don't, I, I think I win this week. That never happens. Yeah, I know. Jeez, well done, Em. Yeah, <laughs> now you well push done. off it. Good job. All right, uh, Georgia, critics, please, really quickly. Yeah, I've got Steve Davis from the Austin Chronicle said, uh, Bigelow stages the film's action sequences with a brutal efficiency. They almost redeem the movie, but she can't keep the increasingly silly script in check. That got two and a half out of five. Okay. Mark Dining from Empire Magazine said, uh, The elements conspire to produce a superb splash of trashy testosterone-induced mayhem. I gave it a four out of five. And then our good friend, Roger Ebert. Ebes. Uh, said, mm-hmm. Point Break is not the kind of movie where we should spend a lot of time analysing the motives of the characters. Once Johnny Utah realises, for example, that Bodhi knows he's an FBI agent, should he really go skydiving with him and let Bodhi pack the shoot? Such questions are fruitless because the movie has Utah trapped in Bodhi's spell in which everything, free-falling, surfing, robbing banks, is part of catching the wave of life, including looking for that endless ride. Excellent. And we've got some from our peeps, but I'll add them in post because we're getting close to the football. We are, we are, we are. So... <laughs> All right, we are here. This is the post session, I suppose. And um, I-, I can't help myself. We talked a lot about the football. This one goes out to Gareth Southgate. There's a mistake. I think Forgive my amateur football punditry, but, you know, bring on Jack Grealish before the 100th minute. Maybe don't play defense from the 30th minute onward. And don't put a 19-year-old in the most pressure-filled situation of his life. Yep. Not a 19. And maybe also don't don't put defenders on for penalty shootout actually Use McGu- the strikers mcguire M- M- well actually the, the defender got a goal oh yeah i know but yeah. like <laughs> no i'm a big fan of harry mcguire he's a wizard harry, he's a wizard, harry. but we did not have a chance because we were rushing through to the finish on our point break to uh get to the football feels like a, a misstep now but 
Yeah, we, we missed the only goal. We missed the only goal by like two seconds. Yeah. And then, well, we didn't miss the only goal. We missed the only England goal. Yeah. Yeah. So we are here uh, in the post show. So uh, I asked the audience, is Point Break a great film, good film, mediocre film, terrible film? You want to have a guess? Independence Day, we said was a good film. Mediocre. This was a great film. Oh. 52.4%. So over half the people said great film. I wonder how many people have watched it recently. That is my... I was going to comment back. I think yeah. this is a film... You, like, you, you've only seen this right. once, but yeah. I think this is a film that... Um, you remember as being better than it is when you go back and watch it. I don't think it's actually uh, got <laughs> got remember, the goods. I remember like hearing a lot about it and like you guys being quite excited for it, and then yeah. I watched it and was a bit like, eh? yeah. But let's yeah. hear what some of our uh, listeners thought of this here. So we've got um, your next favorite movie. It's Josh. Uh, he, remember, we got best month ever coming up on your Recording next favorite with movie him on Sunday. Are you? Yeah, exciting. Said I watched this for the first time in about about five years ago and loved it. Is Johnny Utah the best Keanu character name? Probably so. And this is definitely my favorite Swayze performance as Bodie and Gary Busey, of course. So I think you know agrees with M about Johnny Utah and the character name, and agrees with me saying best Swayze. So there we go. Uh, Shoot the flick says Point Break is a fun action movie, and it's Keanu's first attempt to become the action star we know him as today. It's goofy and definitely makes me laugh at points, but you definitely buy Swayze as a cult leader. And I was thinking about this on the way home today, driving. The reason why I believe, because I've said a couple of minutes ago, I think on the pod here, that um, you know I believe every word that that Swayze says, and I believe it because he says everything like it's a fact. Yeah, you still don't get it. There's a spiritual side to the ocean. That's what it is. And it's just like it's a fact, as opposed to Ken, who, like, you don't get it. There's a spiritual side. There's you know, he try and sell side, it. Man. He try and sell it. Yeah. And as opposed to just, you know, there uh, is. Bodie just says it like it is. It's a fact. Whether you believe it or not. Whether you believe it or not, it's a fact. Yeah. And I'm not going to get emotional about it. It just is. It's like he said, two plus two equals four. Yeah. There's a spiritual side of the ocean. Uh, friend of the podcast. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. says, I love this film. Utah is one of Keanu's best characters. Despite everything I've said, I fully agree with him there. <laughs> Patrick Swayze is so good and Laurie Petty is hot. Okay, that's probably the, the right term for her performance in this film. Yeah. 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 Uh, it has bank heists and surfing. What a combination. The skydiving scene and the final surfing scene are my absolute favorites. So excited that Emma's is on this one. I wish she was here to hear that. Yeah. But unfortunately, we were up against the, the, the clock. But uh, I, I, I'm... I'm sure she will listen to this and and say, thank you, Dwayne Smith. Um, Carlo says it has all the ingredients to fail. Bad performance from Keanu, a stupid and contrived plot. I mean, come on. A detective that doesn't know how to surf assigned to infiltrate a gang of bank robbing surfers. First beach he goes to practice. Bam, there he is, saved by the gang leader's ex-girlfriend. But somehow, it kind of works. Dialogue <laughs> is cringeworthy at times, but aside from Keanu, most of the cast is solid, most notably Swayze. What holds it together is Bigelow's direction, who manages to keep the pace brisk. Uh, point Break is uneven and choppy as the waves these dudes surf in, but it's still a pretty cool ride. Three stars out of five. That's really well written. This is really well written, and you can catch much more of Carlo on Thief's Monthly Movie Loot. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out the Blockbusters episode. He had, a, he had a good guest on that one. Oh, really? He did. Oh. Forget who it was. But I don't know. Dul- dulcet Canadian tones is all I remember. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Uh, what did what did Ebes give it? Oh, I don't Do know. Let me have a look. Okay. We're well, looking that up. The Holmes Movie Podcast says it's brilliant. Directed with such ferocity and kinetic energy from Catherine Bigelow. Keanu Reeves' best performance. Oh, really? Oh, I, I think The Matrix might have something to say about that. 
or John Wick or I've not seen anything else with yeah, him in other I'm than faking Bill John Wick. Free. I haven't seen John Wick, but oh, speed. I mean, I, I don't know about that, but I Patrick Swayze is so charismatic and playing such a compelling character. Gary Busey steals the whole film. Love the Tom Sizemore cameo. Lots of quotable lines too. And Roger Ebert gave it three and a half. Three and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you put that in percentages, that's seventy percent. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a seven out of ten. All right. Um, the film that made Keanu an action movie star. Or, oh, sorry. The Paul and Griff show say the film that made Keanu an action movie star. Great film. Keanu and Patrick shine, but Gary Busey is also great in this movie. Don't even bother watching the remake to which I responded. Never have. Never will. <laughs> it's bad. Apparently there's no need to watch it. There's no need to watch it. The no. um, film effect podcast. This would be Ed who I was on for the hateful eight. They are also doing point break. So hey. if you've heard <laughs> us and go, I'd like to dive in for another two and a half hours. Go check out Ed on the Film Effect Podcast. Dive in. He does good work. Dive right in. Uh, surf on over. He says, we're covering the same film this week. Might be a first. And it might be. I said, great minds and all that. Kids, what are we watching tonight? Said, I love it. I showed it to my kids and they said it was slow. Rubbish. Boring. My wife and I have been so happy ever since their adoption. <laughs> kidding i need them for the podcast reminder it was kids what are we watching tonight and i said that was sticker worthy yep so that's we have i will say one last thing because i i did for i will in a second forget to say it in the promo for what's coming up later for speak on the pod um we'll announce what liam's movie is and that'll be that sunday but the friday following that friday july 23rd uh we will release somebody's birthday we will release an episode on northwood pie day after someone's birthday as well but we will release something on northwood pie and northwood pie's independent film currently sits plus 90 percent on rotten tomatoes it's free on amazon prime everywhere in the world except for the uk nice (laughs) lucky us and we are uh privileged to have Jay Salahi, the director and writer of that film. Oh, did both, did he? Uh, yeah, on the pod. Amazing. So really excited about that. So um, I'm. it's the first time we've had a director on, yeah. a, a director of a fictional work anyway. Or a director um, of the work that we're reviewing. Well, we've had the director of After 82. Oh, yes. Yeah. But the first time we've had, we've had a director of yeah. a fictional work. So really excited about that. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a busy day for us on recording day next week. We'll be doing a double duty on that one. <laughs> but uh, very excited about that. And maybe it'll it'll blend out nicely. So uh, we'll have Liam's Choice, almost said what it was there. And then we'll have the following Friday, July 23rd, we will have... Um, Northwood Pie, Jay Salahi. And I can confirm, I'm going to act all like I'm not sure, we will have Bo Burnham uh, inside on uh, Friday, Friday, July 16th. So lots of good stuff coming out on the BFE. So we'll now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. Couple things. Let's give our ratings. A rating out of 10. And this is going to be new for you. (laughs) A rating out of 10 uh, based on, you know, the quality of the film and it's not just against the quality of itself but against all the great films of the universe yeah, so yeah, yeah. liam I, I love 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 this movie um but like you say we've got to rate it against the other movies and it's never going to win best film ever but i'm going to give it seven and a half ex-presidents out of ten out of ten that was good thank you georgia i thought it was a bit shit so i'm just gonna give it a six <laughs> <laughs> All the right. shit six Cantino if you're listening the shit six <laughs> uh, Ellie I thought it was better than a bit shit but not much better so I've given it six and a half <laughs> oh, I love this movie uh, M. Uh, okay so I'm kind of in the middle of everyone I guess because I would give it a seven okay 
Seven. <sighs> I thought I was going to rate this much higher than I have. Me too. Uh, I have such positive residual memory of this mm-hmm. and looking at it through an analytical eye. It's hard. I think it? some of the flaws and not social flaws, I can, uh, the, the, the representation of women, I mean, noted. But, you know, I thought Ken Reeves was better in this than he was. Mm-hmm. The stuff where his FBI agent was rough. The best part of me, it's like the, uh, so much of the best parts are the parts where no one's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if yeah. Swayze's talking. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, I really struggle with Lori Petty. I really struggle with Keanu with Lori Petty as well. They weren't good. I thought that it, I, I wasn't big their chemistry together either there's none there, there wasn't much uh and that being said i think it still does redeem itself and it's a fun movie it is a despite everything i've said it's a fun movie I love it. it's so, really well paced as well like it really flies like it does it's a two two hour two minute movie and it doesn't feel two hours and two minutes no that's, true. No, that's fair so yeah. i'm gonna go yeah. with seven and a half Woo! not injured dogs thrown at me yeah. out of ten <laughs> And Half a dog would be interesting. <laughs> that, would, that, would be, that would be true, actually. Uh, I feel we'd be removed a little bit if we didn't briefly, ever so slightly, touch on the death of Richard Donner this week. Really? Yeah. The director so, of Lethal Weapon. The director of Scrooged, Superman 1 and 2, The Goonies, and the Lethal Weapon series. Wow. Uh, from best film ever, I might just say, may we never be too old for his shit. Yeah. That's the best way I can sort of put that together. Uh, M, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Why don't you go ahead and tell you, us what you are coming up on your pod this, this, this next little journey? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that obviously the football's on and you guys are really into all of that. I mean, okay. <laughs> fine. Some of us. Um, Some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that the, 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 the football is fine if you like that sort of thing but um yeah it's been such uh such a wonderful experience to come on best film ever and, and you know we just have. chat um about this movie um and uh, and just about keanu in general really. <laughs> canadians um, are the best <laughs> <laughs> canada is a fine country that produces fine men hey. uh, <laughs> check that I won't take that. <laughs> <laughs> We'd say finer than British fine men. We're not ranking. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm obviously talking about one man in you know particular. That's right. But if you want to take it, then then that's absolutely. It's a fun. fine tradition. Ryan privilege. Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, Matthew Perry. Um, I'll join in that. Oh, Matthew Perry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mojo um, Fox. Yep. Michael J. F- oh well, that that's kind of apt for me because uh, my next episode is on the Frighteners. So oh, uh, yeah, good film. So yeah, obviously, uh, great Michael J. Fox movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone is interested in me and what I do, obviously, I've given maybe a little taster with um, the the history of, of Point Break um, and a little bit on the legacy of Point Break as well. I mean, there's so much more that I could say about this movie, but unfortunately, we've run out of time, so I can't. Um, but yeah, so my podcast, Verbal Diorama, is is a podcast all about the history and legacy. So that's what I like to talk about. I like to talk about how stuff's made and basically what it means to people um, and what it means to me specifically. Um, because I do tend to, like Ian said earlier, I do tend to like to be quite positive uh, about stuff that I feature. Uh, I don't like to be negative. I don't like to knock things down because making a movie is hard. And uh, I think that we should appreciate how difficult it is to make a movie, whether it's good or not. Because, you know, that's that's all objective at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you like a movie or you don't, the, the fact that it gets made in the first place is something to celebrate. And that's what Verbal Diorama is here to do, just to celebrate movies. Um, and so, yeah, I guess if you are interested in finding me and following me, you can do so um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Verbal Diorama. 
and um i've got a website as well which is verbaldiorama.com and i am more than happy in fact i implore people come and talk to me about keanu reeves even if you're going to turn around and tell me that he's crap i don't care let's have a discussion i will do my very best to persuade you otherwise <laughs> excellent thank you so much and we had a lot of i had a lot of fun anyway yeah, i'll definitely yeah. say that it was Absolutely. great um liam what are we doing next week it's it's we are starting what i'm calling hot film summer Ooh. Eight weeks of just pure picks. Hey, so what do you got? The first? You're the first. What are, what are we doing next week? We are doing one of my favorite films. You're going to love this. Okay. To Sir With Love. <gasps> Never. Oh, wow. Never seen this. With okay. Poirier. To Sir With Love. And Lulu. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going way back for this one. We're going back to the 60s. All right. I think it's 64. I'm not 100% sure. All right. It's, it's, it's in the 60s. So there is that. Please check that out. Please check out our final episode of Keeping It Low Key coming out on the Sunday following. And hopefully we'll get Bull Burnham up for Friday. Yeah. We'll see. It might just be the the ongoing joke forever. <laughs> That'll never <laughs> get forever, started. Yeah. So um, like the jungle book. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So um for best film ever, uh, I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. I've been Georgia. Oh, and, and I've been there. There you go. <laughs> we, we really should have warned you about that. Yeah, sorry. Um. So, Liam, we have reached the time. Hopefully, it's coming home, but I've got some bad news. Because you're British, buddy, you don't get to be president. Oh. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. On the flippity flip flap. Like you Boris Johnson has just updated his profile president. picture to him wearing an England shirt that says Boris 10. And like now it's definitely not coming home. 